What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Blueprint Podcast. I am here with my boy Elijah. Say what's up. What's up? What's up? And we are here with our final episode of the year where we will be breaking down our each top 25 albums of the year. How excited are you for this, Elijah? I'm excited. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm all these emotions right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, this has been something we've been waiting for for a while, so it's, 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 yeah. it's crazy to finally be here, but I'm glad we're here. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I've been preparing for this for a while. I honestly came into this this year, you know, we had no plans to have this podcast, so I, I was honestly a little bit lazy. I always keep a list and rank albums as I listen to them and re-rank them on and on as the year goes on. Um, But I was very lazy and selective in what I was listening to. You know, something got really bad reviews and it was an artist I didn't care that much about. I didn't listen to it. So halfway through the year when we realized we were going to do this, man, I had a lot of work to do to catch up. And by this point in this year, I have ranked 142 albums. And unfortunately, I'll only be talking about the top 25, but that is just such a good feeling to know that I put that much music through my head this year. Granted, the albums we talked about in the last episode, I wish I hadn't listened to, but that's where we're at and i you know i'll say this i definitely haven't don't have anywhere close to that many ranked um as far as music i probably listen to a similar amount of music as logan not the just not full albums um you know just mm-hmm. in case you got you guys haven't really picked up me and logan kind of we consume music a little bit differently logan's a bigger yeah. um, if you don't mind me saying this logan's bigger on like actually listening to albums yeah. as they come out 100 really i I like listening to the singles and getting mm-hmm. an idea of what the album's going to be like. So there's a stronger chance that I've listened to more just general songs potentially yeah. than, um, than Loki may have. But in terms of albums, I still have a solid list. I, I like to think. Um, so I believe yeah, it. I'm super excited to get into this. Yeah. Um, that being said, like I said, this will be our last episode of the year, barring any major surprises. A la what happened uh, what was it? Twenty twenty, one whole lot of red drop. Uh, if something like that happens, then we'll try to get an emergency podcast in. But you know, we're going home to our families. We're enjoying Christmas, so we'll have this time. Y'all have your time. But right now, let's go ahead and dive in. We've got twenty five albums each. I will say, last week we made sure that we did not each talk about the same album. This week, that's not the case. We have not discussed our top 25 with each other. We've made a few passing remarks here and there like, oh, yeah, I had this album up there or I didn't. But as a whole, we don't know what albums each other has. So there's a good chance we'll have some of the same albums here or there, not in the exact same order. And certainly there will be some difference. But my point being, we have no idea if he's going to mention something that I'm also going to have. So we're not going to be talking about exactly 50 albums, split 25 each, but we will be talking about our top 25 each and giving a little breakdown after each album so that being said this is probably going to be a long episode so without further ado um we can go ahead and get into it would you like to kick it off or shall i elijah oh uh, you know what i don't i don't mind start go for it all number right 25 so, so my number 25 um i actually this is an album that um I talked about on a previous podcast, kind of as a passing remark. Um, but this is a to be to be eaten alive by Mariah the Scientist. Um, this is actually an album mm-hmm. I really enjoyed a lot. Uh, one of my favorite songs of this year, ironically, came off of this album, um, Out of Luck. Um, and you know, like I said, if you guys listen to a podcast, you to our podcasts, you remember 
me mentioning it before and saying that, you know, it's worth listening to. So, you know, if you guys mm-hmm. haven't heard it, I say give it a listen. Um, again, my my number 25 album, but um, I'm excited to hear what Logan's number 25 album is. Yeah. Um, and just to, just to say, unlike last episode, we won't be breaking down albums as in-depth, especially at this beginning part, and we won't be commenting as much on each other's, but I will say, I would not have listened to that album had Elijah not brought it up in that previous podcast. I had heard nothing about it dropping, so when he brought that up, I listened to it. Very good album. Not in my top 25, but I fully respect him for putting it on there. It was not one that I, like I said, it's not one that I would have listened to otherwise, and the fact that he brought it up caused me to listen to it. I thought it was really enjoyable, so I fully respect that. Um, My number 25, though, uh, an album that I imagine Elijah hasn't heard, a rock album, uh, but here we are by the Foo Fighters. So Foo Fighters, we all know who the Foo Fighters are. They're a classic rock group. Um, and I don't mean classic in the sense of they make classic rock, but they are classics. You know, they're, the band is a classic. Um, they makes, they of course came out of Dave Grohl after Nirvana creating them. And they've been through some times. I actually just recently went back and listened to most of their discography. Uh, Their music was definitely better at the beginning end of their career and then kind of trailed off. This was a return to form and actually kind of reinventing themselves to a degree. I really enjoy the intro track Rescued. Um, I really enjoyed the title track, but here we are and the track, the glass overall, a really good project that I keep going back to over and over. Um, especially as I've just had an ear for rock music lately. I don't know why, but that's just kind of kicked in. I've gone back and listened to some Metallica albums, some Iron Maiden, Megadeth, blah, blah, blah. And I keep coming back to this album too. Then this is one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons why. So I could have easily ranked it higher, but feel like 25 was just right for this album. Fair enough. Um, you know, again, I'm not gonna say too much about it because I don't know much about it, but uh, I do know the Foo Fighters. I, I've heard, I've heard of the Foo Fighters, so um, I'm definitely excited to give those a listen to. Um, but I'll move on to my 24th album. Um, this one's actually, I'm just gonna say, it's Bad Bunny's album. Um, I'm not gonna try mm. to pronounce it. Pronounce it. I know I can probably pronounce it, but I don't want to mess myself up on the podcast. So we'll just put <laughs> we'll just put Bad Bunny there. You guys will know what I'm talking about. Um, but you know. Um, an album entirely in Spanish, so for some people it may not be their flavor, but I really enjoy the beat selection on this album. Uh, like we talked about when we talked about it on the podcast, I enjoyed the beat selection. I enjoyed how he sounded. I enjoyed him as an artist on this album. Um, I, it's really, honestly, the only reason it's so low is because it's in Spanish, and I just I don't speak Spanish. I don't understand Spanish. So like, while I can enjoy the music, I can enjoy his voice, I can enjoy that. I can't say I can enjoy the lyrics because I don't really know what he's talking about most of the time. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't take away from what I think is, is still one of the best albums of the year, in my opinion. And, you know, I, I enjoyed just listening to it, um, you know, mm-hmm. just listening to it in general. Yeah, and you have similar feelings to it that I do. Again, not one that made my top 25, but I fully respect your reasoning for it, and I really enjoyed that album as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought the vibes were immaculate. I thought there were moments where it got very dark, uh, also moments where it got very fun. So it had everything that you would want from an album other than the fact that I couldn't understand a word he was saying. That's more on me (laughs) than it is on him, though. I thought it was a really good project. Exactly. Uh, Moving on to my number 24, uh, an album that came out not that long ago, back on November 17th. Um, according to Spotify, Danny Brown's Karanta, or however you say it. Um, I thought this album was amazing. 
I did not even expect it to come out, especially after he had already dropped his collab project with JPEG Mafia. Uh, but I really enjoyed this project. Again, another example of Danny Brown just continuing to grow. He's an older artist uh, who got started late in his career. And he doesn't drop music all that often, but this one just showed internal growth with him, internal turmoil, a lot of great um, lyricism, a lot of great production, as you would expect from Danny Brown. And I also like how it was like in every other track where he would go with his more smooth rapper voice and then he would go with his crackhead voice so that you got both sides of him as an artist. So I really enjoyed that again. Keep coming back to this. It's an easy album to listen to at just over 30 minutes. Um uh, probably probably not his best album. It probably doesn't um, come up there with Atrocity Exhibition, but still very, very enjoyable and good. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think I, again, I said it in the podcast when we talked about it, not my style, um, but I respect him as an artist. I respect this music. It was good. It was a good album. There's no denying that. It's not in my top 25, but it was a great album, and I can see why you would have it in your top 25. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Danny Brown's a great artist. Um, just not my, my stilo. Now this one, Respect. I might. This one's probably surprise you, Logan. Um, mm-hmm. But my number twenty three album of the year is actually Gumbo by Young Nudie. Um, now this one may surprise you because you know we we haven't really talked about this one, and I, I figured this one will throw you off a little bit. But um, this one, if I remember correctly, it was either January or February this year. It was, you know, beginning of this year that it released. So you know it was quote-unquote older album if you want to say it that way but yeah. um you know I'm, I'm a big i'm a big young movie fan um i really i really enjoy his music i feel like he's done a really great job of um you know um taking that down south atlanta sound and take it putting it putting it into a different uh into a new type of way you know he's not reinventing the wheel but he's doing a great job in his lane i think this album is really great and i really love the song um, peaches, peaches and eggplants um probably one of my favorite songs of the year um if you guys have heard of it listen to peaches the eggplants that beat is amazing <laughs> and him and 21 on that song slide slide so well okay i respect that i actually am gonna admit that's an album that i had not listened to i have, okay. I, I mean i'll admittedly i've never been that big of a young nudie fan uh but mm-hmm. i also had no idea that that album had come out kind of sl- again slid under the radar um during that time where I wasn't listening to that much music also probably doesn't help that it, that it came out. I just looked it up. It came out on my birthday. So I was also a little busy when it dropped. Um, That's pretty funny. No, my, my (laughs) basketball team was also in the process of going to yet another state championship. Cheers to that. Um, (laughs) Throw that out there. But yeah, I, 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 you you mentioning that actually, I just um, put it out, put it on my uh, Spotify to play next pretty much. So, once I get an opportunity, I will definitely listen to it, and um, I'll let you know my thoughts on that. Perfect, perfect. That's super dope. Yeah, you definitely caught me off guard there, being that I didn't know it freaking existed. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, mo- moving right along next to my number 23. This is an album that I-, I don't know if you've listened to this one or not, but if you have, I'm sure you enjoyed it. And if not, I'm sure you would enjoy it, Elijah. Uh, that is mm-hmm. This Is Why by Paramore. Nah, obviously, you know, you get it. Um, yeah, this... Yeah. This album again, I did not. I, I never grew up a huge Paramore fan. Not not that I dislike them, just that I didn't listen to them like that. Um, and really, over the last year or two, I've started to listen to them more and more and respect and enjoy their artist, uh, their their artistry, their music. Um, 
And this, again, just like I said, with Foo Fighters was a way to recapture their energy and kind of reimagine themselves in the year 2023 where their old sound just doesn't work the same anymore. They've grown, they've gotten older and it works now. Uh, Haley Williams has always been a great artist. People have always loved her. And that's one of the reasons why Olivia Rodrigo's gotten so popular because she's very similar to Haley Williams. Well, it's amazing that Haley Williams still has got it going for her. Again, another really easy album to listen to at only 36 minutes long. Um, it's, it's, it's a bop at times. Uh, it can go pretty hard at times. Obviously not as hard as a Foo, Fighter al- Foo Fighters album, but still very enjoyable album. Very easy to listen to. Definitely caught me off guard in the year 2023 that my number 23 album of the year would be by Paramore. So huge shout out to them. Huge shout out to that album. Yeah, so haven't heard that album, but we did talk about it before. I, I have it on my list to uh, queue up to listen to it before the uh, before the Grammys award show. So I'm definitely excited to to listen to that one. Um, and you know, Paramore is always. I mean, peop, you know, Paramore has always been great. Um, you know, they, yep. they've kind of like Logan said, they've kind of slid uh, a little bit recently. But um, I've heard a lot of great things about this album. So the fact that you also like this album, that album lets me know that it's, it's probably a good album. So I'm excited to listen to that. So this next album, I'm not gonna lie, I had to check to make sure because um, it's it says special editions. So I was like, wait, did I did I accidentally add an album that's older? But no, it's just special edition for whatever reason. But this is a uh, Gloria by Sam Smith. That's my you were mm. 22, right? I'm 22, yeah. So yep. my number 22 album is Gloria by Sam Smith. <laughs> um, I'm a huge Sam Smith fan. Um, okay. I don't even know if I really told you, Logan. I don't know if you knew this knew that about me. I've loved Sam Smith ever since he came out. Um, and I think he's genuinely one of the best voices we have in, in yeah. music right now. Um, that we, um, we actually listened to me and Janice, me and my girlfriend, sorry. Uh, my girlfriend's name is Janice. We listened to a, um, mm-hmm. we listened to his, uh, tiny desk performance and uh-huh. oh my gosh, <laughs> like if you guys haven't heard that, please listen to, listen, listen to Sam Smith's tiny desk performance. Amazing. But Going back to this album, so I think the reason why it's special edition is because it has nine songs that are um, that are like live songs, basically. So that's why it's called mm-hmm, songs, mm-hmm. Uh, special edition. But this album is just great. Um, I could say I could go on and on, but I'll just put it this way: like if you love Sam Smith, this is exactly the type of album that made you fall in love with Sam Smith. Um, if you're not a huge Sam Smith fan, or you don't, you haven't really listened to him, if you listen to this album. This will. This is a great introduction into what his past was. Also, he's just gotten better and better as an artist. And um, yeah, like I said, I, I genuinely think he's one of the, like one of the best voices at, across music in general. Heck yeah, yeah, I, I really respect that too. Again, uh, you're doing a really good job of putting some albums on here that I wasn't. I, I had no idea you would put up there. Um, Albums, again, that are not in my top 25, but I really respect them. I really enjoyed them when I did listen to them, and now you're kind of spurring me to go back and check them out again. That's another one that I remember enjoying when I listened to it, but I haven't gone back mm-hmm. to it in a while. Of course, it dropped in January. I probably didn't get to it until this summer whenever I was catching up. And Exactly. Uh, yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm glad I'm surprised. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I also didn't know you were you were a Sam Smith fan like that, so that's pretty cool. Uh, learning a little bit about my man here today. <laughs> um, so my next album, my number two, twenty-two album, I, I think I want to talk a little bit more about than we have on some of these. That is because okay. it is Col- College Park by Logic. 
Um, okay. Logic, obviously, is someone that we've always been a fan of, both of us, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. I actually discovered Logic before Under Pressure dropped. I listened to um, – it was after his third Young Sinatra tape had dropped. Um, and I listened to all three of the Young Sinatra tapes. It was probably just a couple months before Under Pressure dropped. And then I got to Under Pressure. Of course, we all know how great of an album that was. Um, and then he just followed it up with another great album. And then his career kind of went downhill after that. Of course, we all know he um, rediscovered good music again uh, back during the pandemic when he dropped No Pressure. And then he retired. Retired, you know. He didn't really retire because he came back the very next year. Uh, actually, last year he dropped Vinyl Days, which I thought was really good. But, you know, nothing like – I didn't think it was up to par with his best stuff. College Park is up to par with his best stuff. It's probably not in his top three, but it's probably very easily his fourth best album. Again, um, his top three is just hard to touch under pressure. Um, what's the what's the, the Incredible True Story they and No story. Pressure? Those are probably right now his top three. But College Park, very close. Uh, he gets a okay. solid RZA feature on the beginning where it's like he's dreaming that he's working with RZA. This entire thing is like a storyline of him performing when he was in college. Uh, but we're looking at it through a lens of his career over a decade into it. Um, he has a solid feature by Joey Badass. Um, amazing feature by Seth MacFarlane, who sounds just like Frank Sinatra. That makes no sense to me. Seth MacFarlane, the voice actor. We, that, of course, that blew up on TikTok, so we probably all know about that. But again, just overall good storytelling on the album, um, along with just making really good songs. It's not overly long. It's 67 minutes long, 17 songs. And I just keep going back to this one. Now, I will say at the beginning of the year, I thought this might crack my top 10. Uh, whenever it came out, it came out in February. So at that point, I loved it so much that I was like, oh, this is probably going to be in my top 10. Um, uh, on subsequent listens, it wasn't as good, but it was still mm-hmm. good enough to almost crack my top 20, still fit into my top 25. I really enjoyed this album. It caught me off guard how much I enjoyed it. Not because I didn't expect, not, not because I didn't know Logic could still do that, but just I didn't know that he still had new avenues that he could explore in music the way that he did on this one. So I really enjoyed that a lot. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> me, me as a, a fan of logic, it, it had been a, a stretch, a hard stretch before the, before the pandemic. Um, it, it was, it was very tough. Um, it made me almost not even be, it made me stop being a fan, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's great to see that you know the pandemic he bounced back that he retired dropped a couple okayish albums and then Gordon you know based on what Logan saying he dropped a really good album so it's good to hear that Logic in general is is able to still like he said find a new avenue to explore and do a good job of that um, you know again I I try to be positive about um, artists and I I I like to. Be real about it. We can admit when an artist, you know, is falling off. We can admit when an artist just isn't producing the best quality of music. But I'm never praying for an artist's downfall. So it's great to see that Logic has been able to kind of bounce back a little bit from from that stretch of his career where it was just, you know, very very hard to listen to him. <laughs> you know. Um, but that actually directly leads into my next artist, um, someone that uh, we talked about 
just a little bit ago. Um, she just dropped an album recently. Um, so this one's a little bit lower only because it's just so new. I didn't, I couldn't justify putting it a little bit higher than this. Um, but this is a uh, Pink Friday by Nicki Minaj. Um, so it's my 21st song. Um, so I think that um, Pink Friday 2. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, Pink Friday 2. <laughs> sorry. Um, Pink Friday 2. And I, I think that this is a, uh, an album that really is kind of a, a bounce back for her because her last album mm-hmm. was uh, back in 2018, five, uh, yeah, five years ago. And um, I, I don't want to get the barbs on but <laughs> we, 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 we did not like that album. We, we, were, not, we were not fans of that album. Not good. I, that album was not very inspired, you know, but we're not going to bash that. We're here to talk about Pink Friday 2. Pink Friday 2, great follow-up to Pink Friday, um, the original, and also just a great, like I said, bounce back for Nicki. It felt, this this album felt more inspired. It felt like Nicki was not necessarily trying to prove something, but more it felt like Nicki was trying to show like, hey, I'm still, I'm still the queen of rap, as she calls herself. Um, And, you know, this, this, this is a justifiable album to put her back on top of not necessarily the best female rapper, but putting her back in, in the queen of rap status, I should say. Um, and, you know, the thing I really liked about this album was there was a lot of bars. So one thing, one common thing of Nicki's uh, career, especially especially recently, um, like the last five years since she dropped her last album, is her features have always been fire. Her no. solo work has always been kind of uh, not up to par. Um, but yeah, this album, so-so. it's been was, so-so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This album was very much more of a consistent, like, okay, her her actual her work was actually up there. You know, she was actually yeah. up there with consistency with her verses and just her music in general sounding good. Um, and you know, again, as as a, as someone who you know um, grew grew up listening to Nicki Minaj, I mean, we grew up listening to you know Drake, Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, you know, Young Money. That was oh, yeah. they were they were so big when we were you know growing up. Um, that it's it's great to see her still being you know wishing thirteen years in the game now and still able to you know drop yep. an album like this. So she, yeah, again, she's it's, been in the game long enough to retire and come back. <laughs> exactly. So um, again, it's twenty one. Um, I again, I don't I don't want to put it too much higher because it, it just came out. I haven't given I haven't yeah. been able to listen to it enough to be able to move it higher and say there's that, but. Um, I did want to recognize it and put it on here because I felt like it was worthy of that recognition. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in a similar boat, except that I, di- I didn't rank it. I actually didn't enjoy mm-hmm. it all that much on my first listen to it, and I haven't just haven't had the time to go back to it yet uh, between uh, my work schedule and Christmas and just recently being sick, dang it. Uh, but I do plan on going back to it. I, I think that there's something there that I could enjoy more than I did on my first listen. Again, just, I was, I know for a fact I was distracted when I was going through it that first time and mm-hmm. just haven't found the time and energy to go back to it as we were planning for this episode. But that gives me even more motivation to go back to it. Um, I see the potential there. So fully and, respect you, know, you putting yeah, that on there. I definitely, I definitely think you, you, you'll, you'll end up enjoying it. You'll find some mm-hmm. enjoyment off of this album. I, I believe that. Yeah. I get, I oh, believe yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know I enjoyed bit. I, I enjoyed a good bit of it when I first listened. I just didn't enjoy it as much as I would have hoped to at first. But again, I think I think it's there. I think I just wasn't there, you know. Um, so yeah. I do need to go back to that definitely. I got you. Uh, but as we move on to my number twenty-one, 
Uh, this is an album by American rock band Geese, 3D Country. Um, now, Geese is, is, is a band that I had never heard of until this year. I actually found them out whenever I listened to um, Anthony Fantano's Halfway Through the Year top album list, That's, which honestly is one of the ways that I called up on the albums this year. I listened to that. I listened to a couple other. I just specifically remember this one being on his, and I really enjoyed this album. Um Again, band that I had never heard before. Made some really good music. Very fun to listen to. Um, I personally really enjoyed the song I See Myself. Uh, but okay. overall, again, another short, shorter album. Only 43 minutes long. Not terribly long. Um, very fun to listen to. And they even followed it up with an EP later in the year, 4D Country. Obviously, uh, just basically just being leftovers from this album. But really enjoyable. And actually, the story of this album is funny. Um if I can pull back up their uh, Wikipedia, um, the story of this album for like what it's what it's saying, what the storyline of this album is, if you will. Uh, it is the story of an uptight cowboy as he wanders through the desert after taking psychedelic drugs, watching the world around him and his concept of the self unravel in the process. And, and I mean, it kind of feels like that at times. You know, it gets a little weird. It gets a little fun. It gets a little freaky. Uh, but it also gets a little um, personal at the same time. So um, really enjoyable to listen to uh, and definitely something that I feel like not enough, not many people, especially those that would be listening to us have heard. So if, if you want to give your, do yourself a favor, go check that album out for my number 21 there. What was the name of it again? Uh, 3D Country. So they're 3D Country by Geese, okay. G-E-E-S-E. Like, like, gotcha. that, like the animal. Gotcha. Okay. 3D Country by Geese. Okay. Make sure I, make sure I keep that in my mind. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll move on to my number, my twentieth album. Um, um, not that I'm skipping over that, but I, I can't contribute to that. And I haven't heard, I've heard that one, so. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my twentieth album is actually uh, another one we talked about on the podcast. Is um, I told them by Burner Boy. Um, <laughs> this album, I, when I first um, we first listened to it, I'm, I'm not gonna talk too much on it because you know we have a podcast episode on it. But when we first listened to it, I knew I liked it then, and it's been consistently like the same type of vibes as when I first listened to it. Um, you know, it's, it's a summer vibe album. This is probably an album that I feel yeah. like next summer in 2024, I'll probably put back in my rotation and listen to it again. Um, it's just that type of album. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it's more than justified for me to have it at number 20 in, in my eyes because I just feel like it was very much a, a, a vibe album that was great. Mm-hmm. And there's still some really good songs off the album that are still in my rotation as of, as of now. Yeah, uh, I know you enjoyed that album a little bit more than I did. Um, again, mm-hmm. I, I'm really impressed that we haven't really had any. I'd l- yeah, you, I, you might have had an album that I've already. I doubt it, but you might have had an album that I've already had higher in your top 25. But I, not a single one that you've mentioned has been in my top 25. So I love how different our lists have been. Um, mm-hmm. And there hasn't I been a single one it. where I've been like, "Oh my god, I hated that album. I can't believe you put <laughs> it up there." Because I would tell you, um, but no, I, I really enjoyed that album. I just know you like that brand of music more than i do so it makes sense Mm -hmm. that you would have that up there i really love that um as for my number 20 i have never enough by daniel caesar uh one of my favorite r&b artists of all time i love daniel caesar um and i've loved everything that he's dropped he's dropped from freudian to case study one 
to now this. A lot of people would say that Case Study 1 doesn't stand up to to the other two that it's sandwiched between. I personally was a big fan of Case Study 1. I actually have it on vinyl. I don't have any of its other, other albums on vinyl. That's more so me just having not bought them yet than that one being my personal favorite. Although, um, what was it? Superposition is my favorite song by him, probably. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoy Daniel Caesar. I think Homosexual is one of the best songs of the year with Ty Dolla Sign. Um, just to put it into perspective how much I enjoy Daniel Caesar, um, back back when I got married, my wife and I's first dance uh, was to Best Part by Daniel Caesar and her. So, just, again, just to put it into perspective, I kept trying to find the perfect song that she could agree on that also fit my music taste, and that just happened to be the <laughs> easiest one to convince her to, that I just love that song so much. Um, but going back to this album, really enjoy this album. Um, I need to go back and listen to it some more uh, because it came out back in April, and I've just been so busy with all the other music that I, I, I have. I've definitely revisited it multiple times. Not enough, though. Not enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it honestly surprises me that this is only 20 and not even higher. Um, but there was just more albums that I liked more does not mean that I do not absolutely love this album. Yeah. So, um, I don't have this album in my top 25, but, um, I, I'm glad that you put it in yours because, um, you know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm Dancy's a fan. I'm not as big a fan as Logan is Logan, you know, obviously his, his wedding best part. I mean, I love best part. Honestly, like, yeah, I I could see myself having that be my dance with my wife. Uh, it won't. It probably won't be. But you know, yeah, it's that type of song. On. I, I can't. You know, yeah. I, I'm his best man. It looks weird if I steal. Mm-hmm. It, you know? But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, you know, Daniel Caesar is great artist. Um, he has. He's always. He's always been good. Um, again, another artist with a great voice that I really love. Um, Beautiful. I really voice, love yeah. his voice. Um, so. I, I, I remember Homosexual. I listened to that song. And I remember liking that song, but I don't... I mean, I probably listened to that album, but again, it came out in April, so there's a chance I listened to it and just, you know, hadn't yeah. revisited it because I probably forgot about it, <laughs> realistically. Um, yeah, honestly. Which, Anything that came out before May just feels like it came out two years ago to me. <laughs> exactly. It, it's, it's been a long year. It's been a lot, you know... And we'll say this later too, but it's been a, it's been a long year, especially with music. There's been a lot of music this year, and um, you know, people saying hip hop has had a down year, which yeah, we we both agree. But other yes. genres have had really really great years in music. Like R and B has been a really good, it's been a really good music year for R and B. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, th- there's a very strong chance that I just forgot about this album <laughs> in terms of like putting it on my list because I just hadn't been able to revisit it in a while. Um, but um, this next album, ironically, I'm, I say that, but this album stuck out in my mind too. This is uh, my 19th album is Since I Have a Lover by Six by Black. I was about to call him Six You Black. almost said it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I'm so conditioned to like say it to just make fun of the situation. But no, it's it's not Six Black. It's Black. But um, <laughs> I this album, I forgot exactly when it came out. Hold on. Let me tell you guys when it came out exactly. Because it came out earlier this year too. Um, it's one of yeah. I think this might have been one of the this may be a January album. It was um, early. I remember that. I'm trying to find it on my list. I don't know where yeah, I let's see. It. Since I have a, no, it was in March. Okay, it's March 24th. So um, I mean, still early in the year. So, um, but this is the album that I've I've kind of like 
it's been in my rotation, like weirdly in my rotation this whole year. Like it's been kind of in the background rotation. That makes sense. Like it, it randomly, I it randomly comes on. I hear songs off this album. I'm like, like, is this new? Is this new black? And of course it's not new because this is from his album, but it's like, I keep forgetting. Mm-hmm. I kept forgetting about it. So I finally sat back down uh, last week and I actually re-listened to this album and I really love this album. Um, yep. I, I'm a huge black fan. When he first came out, I remember when he first came out, I loved him when he first came out. Um, and he, he kind of took a huge break between um, albums. Like his sophomore album came out back in 2018, 2019. Yep. So yeah, around that time. And, yeah, so and so it's been about the same time the Nicki Minaj album. So it's, you know, for him it's been about a five years. And he's he's been active on other people's music, but it's great to hear him come back and have an album. And this has been a really good it was a really good album. Um I really, I really, really loved uh I like temporary and I really love since I, I mean Fatal Attraction and Since I Have a Lover being the you know the, the title track. Um I love that as well. The the album's also called Since I Have a Lover, but there's a track called Since I Have a Lover on the on the album. That track's amazing too, um, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I'm a big Black fan, pretty much just kind of like how, how uh, Logan's a huge Daniel Caesar fan. I feel the same way about Black. Um, I don't. There's not a song of his that I will have at my wedding as I dance. He just doesn't have that type of music. But not that kind of music, yeah. I, but but you know, I think that I just I like him the same level that Logan likes Daniel Caesar. So yeah, um, it's kind of funny that we had them like kind of like this in this order. It's kind of funny that that worked out like that, but. Um, but yeah, so that's my 19th album, Since I Have a Lover by Black. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that because I, I actually, that. yeah, right. I, I actually look <laughs> at Black on on a, at, in a similar wavelength that I look at someone like Daniel Caesar or even more mm-hmm. comparable to someone like Brent Fayez, just in the brand of music they make. Obviously, um, Daniel Caesar's a little bit more um, straight up R&B where those two mix in a lot more hip hop into their music. Not that Daniel Caesar doesn't, but those two are definitely more mixtures and genre of course more r&b but still plenty of hip-hop mixed in um Mm -hmm. i'm still looking for i I really enjoy east atlanta love letter um Mm -hmm. i feel like that album was better than this one in my opinion you could disagree with me um that was kind of my reason for not putting it as high as you did but i do really enjoy it again fully respect you put it up there a hundred percent um I look forward yeah, to seeing what he can do when he drops what ends up being his best album, if it hasn't already come out, because I think he has so much potential to drop an amazing album. Um, I, I agree. Hopefully he's yeah. got five more years before he drops another one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but if that's what it takes for him to him to drop a classic, by all means, I'll wait. Um, I think he has plenty of potential. I think he's a great artist. Um, Fair. On a similar note, but a completely different genre – my number is, are we on 19? Is that what we're on? Yes. My number 19 album of yeah, 2023 19, yep. as another artist who has dropped really good music in the past, um, mm-hmm. has had some albums that don't live up to expectations compared to what their debut album was. And then this one is kind of getting back into that airspace of similar level to the debut. It would be Chris Stapleton dropping higher. Uh, Chris Stapleton is one of the best voices in country music, just the soul that he brings out with it and the little bit of rock elements that come out in it. Also, Um, honestly, he's almost just as much of a rock artist as he is a country artist. It's just that he makes country music. Um, He just brings such a unique sound to the genre that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough. That doesn't come out of other people's voices enough. Um, me being someone who has not been that big of a country fan, even though I grew up where I did in rural North Carolina, um, mm-hmm. the fact that I really enjoy him, granted a lot of that has to do with how much my wife enjoys him, um, 
this album is really good. Let's just say that it is very much on par with his debut album, Traveler. Um, I really love, love the song South Dakota. Really enjoy the song White Horse Crosswind. Um, overall, I mean, whether you're a country fan or not, I would recommend this album to you. I think you'll find something that you'll enjoy. Specifically, South Dakota, in my opinion. I think that's a song that I feel like anyone, unless you don't like country or rock, I think anyone could enjoy that song. Um, but yeah, uh, very cool to have a country album in my top twenty-five. So that was that was a big moment for me. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, I can promise you, I don't have one on my top twenty-five. But I'm I'm glad to hear that um, you know you you have you have some or one at least. And I mean, you know, I haven't listened to that album, but I I'm, I know Chris Stapleton. I'm familiar with his music, so I just I'm I can imagine it's it's probably a really good album. It's something that I'm. Again, I'm going to go ahead and listen to um, leading up to the Grammys. Um, that's kind of my goal. I have a, a list laid out. Um, speaking, though, of Grammy-worthy albums, <coughs> for my number 18, we're actually going to go with Endless Summer Vacation by uh, Miley Cyrus. Um, so this is one. And actually, I'm so glad you mentioned like you mentioning your wife, uh, how she's kind of, you know, super into Chris Stapleton. It made me realize how important like some sometimes that people um you know we, we obviously do our podcast we, we listen to a lot of music but sometimes i'd be forgetting that you know my girlfriend listens to music too and that she's actually <laughs> has a really really good music taste like that's one of the reasons why i i really like her because <laughs> she's re- has really good music taste and specifically this album if it wasn't for her i would not have this album on this list honestly mm. if it wasn't for her um, and, I, and that's not to say that I didn't like this album, but it's just she she introduced me to this album. Um, she brought it to my attention. Um, Flowers has been like her anthem this year. Like Flowers is just constantly like anytime we uh, we get in the car and I'm riding in her car, I, her playlist somehow somehow some way Flowers always sneaks his way in <laughs> in to to play on her playlist, and I'm never upset about it. I probably heard that song a hundred times this year, and I could listen to it a hundred more times. Um, it's it's just a I mean, I, I'm talking specifically about that song, but I really feel like that song just encapsulates the whole album. Like, it's just a really good album. Um, it's really great vibes. I am genuinely surprised by how much I really enjoy this album. Um, Miley Cyrus is a great artist. There's no denying that. Um, she always has been a great artist. Um, there's been some questionable, in my opinion, some questionable things she's done um, in terms of her previous music, but I feel like this album mm-hmm. really hit a nice spot. I feel like she she did a great job of being able to just really um, <clears throat> get some emotions out on this album, but also just let her let her her voice carry as well. Um, yeah, I, I just really like this album, um, and I again I think it's um, I don't remember if this album itself is up for a Grammy, but I know I know Flowers is up for a Grammy, so um, I wouldn't be surprised if Flowers does win a Grammy. Um, I think it's definitely a Grammy worthy song. Um, and I think this album would be Grammy worthy as well if it's if it is up for one of the Grammys. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not going to fact check us, but I am pretty sure that this is up for album of the year. Um, I'd be okay. surprised if it isn't. Uh, other than that, I'm not going to say a word about the album. Um, to be continued. Let's just say that. Um, gotcha. <laughs> the only other thing I'll say is I. You said that um, your girlfriend has a good taste in music. I. I I wish my wife did. That's all. <laughs> she likes Chris Stapleton. I'll give her that, but uh, the rest of it's a little bit. Yeah. She does like Paramore. You know, I'll give, give her that too. She likes Paramore. So, 
but my number 18 album of the year, um, I believe it's the only album of this, I'm going to say genre. It is a hip-hop album, but it's a little bit different as my dogs kill each other on the couch, if you can hear them. Um, Love it. <laughs> it is the soundtrack to... Actually, I have two soundtracks. That's what I was getting at. I have another one later. I just remembered. But it is the soundtrack to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse by Metro Boomin. Um, this album fits perfectly with the movie and away from the movie, too. Now, obviously, both build... Hey, guys, knock it off. <laughs> uh, both of them build onto each other perfectly um, to create a great product. But... Even separately, this album is really good. I love the song Annihilate, which is the intro track. Am I Dreaming? I'm going to just name all the songs that I absolutely love. Hummingbird, Calling, Giving Up, Not the One. Um, so many great artists. Oh, Self Love. Um, so many great artists came together to make this project between, obviously, Metro Boomin, Sway Lee, Lil Wayne. Uh, you got ASAP Rocky. You got Uzi. You got Jid, James Blake, um, Don Tolliver, Coyle Ray. Um, 21 Savage, even Nas, which Nas, unfortunately, probably had the worst song on this album, in my opinion. But overall, this album is so good, especially for a soundtrack album. Uh, best movie of the year. One of the best albums of the year. So um, I'm going to pull the same thing you just pulled, and um, I'm going to be a to be continued on that one. Um, okay. So I'll... I'll move forward. <laughs> oh, can, I, can I can I can I go back? I actually lied. I do not have two soundtracks. I thought that the Dreamville soundtrack was on here, but it's just outside my top twenty-five. So I want to want to preface that um, that gotcha, was my gotcha. top soundtrack of the year. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm to be continuing on that one for me as well. Um, I'm going to go to my. We're on seventeen now, right? Yeah, seventeen. Um, this one may surprise yep. you too, Logan. Um, because I know we talked about this album when it first came out. We both didn't like it. Um, this is actually um, Love Sick by Don, Tunnel, T- by Don Tolliver. Okay. Um, so here, here's my here's my justification. This is why I tell people all the time. If you like an artist, for example, like I'm, I'm, I like Don Tolliver a lot. This album, when I first heard it, disappointed me. I didn't really like it at first. I was like, eh, it's not too many. It, it doesn't sound the best to me. Mm-hmm. If you really like an artist and there's a reason why you like them, give their give their albums that you don't like a couple more chances before you give it a full judgment. Because every time I've listened to this album since the first time, I've liked it more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, so to the point where I mean, honestly, it, when it first came out, if we had a top twenty five when it first came out, this would have been nowhere near it. Now it's yeah. literally number eight, seventeen, eighteen. We're, so, we're, we're at 17, 17, right? 17. Yeah, 17. Okay. So, yeah. So, now it's 17. And um, I think it's justified. I think this is actually a really underrated album for this year. Um, there's a lot of great songs in here. Embarrassed embarrassed by uh, embarrassed with Travis Scott is probably my favorite song off this album. Um, mm-hmm. But you also have For Me uh, featuring Kelly Yukis. I forgot how to say it. I really don't remember how to pronounce her name. But, but you know what uh, I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, you know exactly who I'm talking about, but um, yeah. So that that, and then also, this may not even be a great song, but I really love um, what's it called? It's called um, what is it called? It's the one with um, Private Landing. There you go, Justin Bieber in uh, uh, Future Private Landing. Yeah, yeah, I, that's I like a good that. Song. I like that one a lot. Um, 
You know, Bus Bus Stop by Brett Fires is really good. Do It Right was a great a great solo song by him, actually, by Don Tolliver. And then also, mm-hmm. I we have a, a Tizo Touchdown, <laughs> a Tizo yeah. Touchdown um, um, feature, which I really love, too. Um, one of my first, not my first time hearing Tizo, but one of the first times that I really realized, okay, Tizo might actually be, you know, you know, somebody to look out for in the future. So, yeah. um, but yeah, th- there's, um, this album came back, came out in February too. So like, just to give you guys an yeah. idea, this album was, was, is an old, older album. So like, there was a lot of time that I've had to really go back and listen to it and, and reevaluate it. So, um, just, just lesson to be learned. If you really like an artist and I really like Don Tolliver, just give their album a couple more chances before you decide that it's a bad album. Because sometimes it, it just may not be that you, like Logan said earlier about um, even Nicki Minaj, you may not have been in the mood at that time or just may not have mm-hmm. been ready at the time to, to hear it for what it is. And I yep. feel like that was me for this one. But yeah, so Love Sick is my 17th um, album of the year. Okay. Respect that. I, I still personally have the same feelings that I've always had on that album. Not that it was bad. Uh, just that Don Tolliver doesn't make the best albums. He's... Mm-hmm. I think he ha- he should have the potential to, but just what he's proven to me so far is that he has a couple bangers on there, but overall he's more of a feature artist. Um, but the people who enjoy his music more, I enjoy his feature music, of course. Um, but the people who enjoy his solo music more, like, like you were saying, give it more tries and may- maybe it'll come around to you, um, just like it did for you. Um, as for my number 17 album, it is Endless Summer Vacation by Miley Cyrus. Like I said, to be continued. Um, very much love this album. Uh, definitely Flowers was probably the song of the summer uh, for every mm-hmm. single single woman there is. Um, mm-hmm. Even But she just really does. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But no, really, Miley does something that she has not done musically in her entire career. She gets very vulnerable. She's always had a beautiful voice, but that just lends itself mm-hmm. even more to this introspective, vulnerable album that this is. Um, far gone is the party days of old that we saw with her whenever she was going through that phase. Um, far gone is the Hannah Montana days. Now she is a full grown adult. She has aged as an artist perfectly, especially someone who is a second generation generation artist after her father, um, Billy Ray Cyrus, of course. Um, obviously she's spoiler alert. She is a better artist than him. Um, (laughs) nothing against him. He made some good songs, but this is definitely very deserving of being nominated for um, album of the year at the Grammys. Do I think it's the most deserving to win? No, but very deserving, very thought provoking, very heartfelt and very good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously it was on my list too. So you guys already know how I feel about it. Um, you know, just a great album, just a great album. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I agree with Logan. I, I love her vulnerability. I think her vulnerability is what makes this album so great too, because it's mm-hmm. it's something that we haven't necessarily seen um, for an entire album from her. She has some vulnerable songs, but this album was just a great, just complete vulnerable, and it was love it. Um, well, I'm going to continue your trend and go back to the album that I said I would um, talk about later. Um, <clears throat> sorry. We'll let Logan get back. <laughs> but I guess I'll talk some more about my other side of the album. Yeah, I think that um 
it being album of the year, for album of the year, I think it's worthy of being nominated. I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's the best choice to win it, but I think that it's worthy of being nominated. And if it does win album of the year, I think that that's one of those times where I chalk it up to, hey, you know, they just had great, a great year of uh, choices, a great choices that year. And KB twelve says she she wins that one. So I was uh, filling the time by talking about some other stars, um, some more. But uh, we'll oh, go yeah. on to my my sixteenth album, um, kind of bouncing off what you just did. Uh, my sixteenth album is actually Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Oh, good. So good, good. yeah, I um, I really, really, really enjoy this album. This is um, so we've had a we've had the last like honestly since the Black Panther um since the first Black Panther um soundtrack, we've uh-huh. had a lot of really, really great soundtracks randomly coming out for movies and stuff and mm-hmm. this is one of the soundtracks alone i remember when hearing metro Boomin was making the soundtrack i said as soon as i heard him heard that he was making it i was like i gotta listen to this and i can say this album has not disappointed me um you know music mm-hmm. soundtracks soundtracks as a whole are not going to necessarily always be the most cohesive albums because they're more meant to you know feel the vibes of a movie you know so yeah. sometimes the cohesion isn't the same as like a regular album um but that doesn't take away from how good they can be. And this one is an amazing combination um, of a lot of things. Um, is a is very cohesive, and I feel like it flows very well, and it very it fits the movie very well. But this is also a great standalone album by itself. Yes. You don't need to watch the movie to appreciate the music in this album. That's something that just like the Black Panther soundcast going back in time. That's that's another thing that I really like about this soundtrack. Just like that one is that they stand on their own just fine. Mm-hmm. And then you watch it with the movie and then you have the movie behind the context of the movie behind it. It makes it even better. Um, but I just want to emphasize the songs that I really like. Uh, Self Love is my favorite song this year. Uh, I, I told Logan, Logan, I remember when this album first came out, I literally told Logan, listen to Self Love. Self Love is the song mm-hmm. of the year. For me, it's, it's been one of my favorite songs of the year. I think that um, like, just to talk about Coy LeRae, um, she, as an artist, this is the, this is the, that song, that type of song is what she needs to stay in. That lane, she needs to stick with that because she did a great job of filling that vibe. Um, but, you know, again, a lot of the same songs that, that Logan had, of course, I like to like Call, Calling was a great song. Uh, Annihilate mm-hmm. is a great song. I actually really liked uh, Danger um, uh, with Austin and Jid as well. Yes. That was great. Yes. It was great to have those two on a song together. And, um, I really love nonviolent communication is also great. And it's funny uh-huh. um, cuz you yeah. know obviously since this is a soundtrack for a kids a kids quote unquote kids movie um of course you know it's very there's no there's no cussing there's no explicit um content per se on this album but I think that that just makes it even more impressive to me that we have all these artists able to come in and just make great music without needing to be explicit you know mm-hmm. and um, yeah, like I said, this is probably one of my favorite albums of the year, uh, specifically because, you know, we were able to, you know, you're able to take a, uh, a movie soundtrack and make it into a solid album. You know, it's only 13 yeah. songs, 47 minutes, so not hard to get into. But, you know, another theme you'll find out uh, as we continue this podcast, I really love Metro Boomin as well. Um, and I think Metro yeah. Boomin is just an, an amazing um you know producer slash artist because he's able to just he's one of the best at picking out the right sounds for the right songs i don't think there's a single like 
song or album that he's put out that I'm just like, yeah, this doesn't sound good. You know, maybe I don't like the song. That doesn't mean the song doesn't sound good. But, you know, this is just a great, a great album of, um, of vibes that he put out. And I, I, I really, I really love it. <laughs> yeah, no, um, obviously I already talked about it. I think Metro Boomin is one of, if not the best hip hop producers out right now, one of the best of all time. Uh, he's timeless. I love it too. Um, what number are we on? We are on number 16, almost to the top 15, yep, folks. 16, yep. uh, one step closer to the top 10, where it gets even more fun. So my number 16, another uh, album up for album of the year at the Grammys. It is the the record by Boy Genius, the super group, uh, as I had them described to me, of Julian Baker, Phoebe Bridgers, and Lucy Dacus, if that's how you say her last name. I'm not sure. I've always really enjoyed Phoebe Bridgers' music, even though I haven't listened to it that much. Uh, but whenever I... Th- found how this album had come out and got around to listening to it again another album that i had to catch up on that i did not listen to when it first came out i had no idea what to expect other than that it was going to be very artistic um but it was not only art- artistic it was amazing uh every single song on here i really enjoyed listening to it's one that it's an album that you can listen to it'll put you in a good headspace but you also know that they are at times talking about deeper stuff um very smooth calming uh but like i said just one of those that feels like it could go into an art gallery hanging on the wall like that's the type of picture that is being painted with this album um i would personally be not that i think this is the best album to come out this year obviously it's my number 16 but i would personally be very happy of this album one album of the year at the grammys um i very much enjoyed listening to it every single time i've listened to it i have not enjoyed it any less any time um, not one of the biggest growers on me. That first listening experience was so amazing, but it hasn't shrunk on me either. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, anytime an album's up for album of the year, you know, it, it's obviously going to be a good album, but it's great to see that like, um, this is an album that you really enjoy too. Cause I mean, I, I didn't know about this group either until we talked about it during the Grammys episode. So it's good to see that, um, it's not just, you know, smoke is actually like, there's actually fire when it comes to this, them being actually yeah. a good, a good album and everything. Um, so I, I get to break into the top 15, which is super exciting. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really excited to talk about this one because this is an album I have been anticipating for a while. Um, and I'm, I'm glad they did it. Um, we're going to bring back, I think it's not, it's Collie Grove 2. That's not the actual name of the album, but I'm calling it Collie Grove 2 because that's what it is. Um, I think it's Welcome, it's to, welcome Collie to Collie Grove. Grove. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Collie Grove. That's what it's called. But um, yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I, I let my bias come in. I loved the original Collie Grove. So I, yep. I knew I was going to love this album. I, I made it up in my mind before this album, when I, they announced this album, I was like, this album's going to be good. I'm going to love it no matter what. Um, yeah. And I'm, it's dangerous to do that because, you know, then, then you can end up having your expectations, you know, come crashing down. But this album actually lived up to my expectations. Um, I honestly, I, 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 it's so hard to really talk about this album because it's like, I just loved everything about it. Um, I loved how both Lil Wayne and 2 Chainz. so I'll say this, Lil Wayne recently has been very hit or miss. I mean, we talked about it on the podcast, uh-huh. that other album he dropped or a mixtape, whatever you want to call it. We're, we're going to forget that it even came out. Whatever it was, was not good. Two thumbs down. But but this was this was Lil Wayne at his best. And I think that the reason why it was him at his best was because he had two chains there with him. You know, 
Mm-hmm. I think that they they work so well as a as a, as a uh, I'm like, I'm not even going to say collab. I'm going to say as a duo. They just work really well as a duo, and um, I think that this is one of the times where I would love it if they actually dropped another album. <laughs> you know, I, I would mm-hmm. love it if there was a Collie Grove three um, because this album just really followed up the first Collie Grove so well and it set the bar so high that I, I really think that they could uh that at this point at stage of their careers as, as older artists I mean they're both in their what 40s now you know um as older artists they they still could um they still have a lot more to give to us basically based on this album um yeah so yeah as, as my number 15 I feel like this is a great way to get to get into the top 15 talking about this album yeah, I, I I agree. I really think that's a good album. I did not have it at, uh, in my top 25 at all, uh, but mm-hmm. I think that they have amazing chemistry. I think that they did a great job of pushing each other, going bar for bar with each other at times. Um, they both are very fun and at times, obviously Lil Wayne more so than 2 Chains, but 2 Chains has its moments. Both being great lyricists, um, great punchline artists. And again, I just mm-hmm. think they work so well together. I think there were a couple songs on here that were absolute bangers, a couple skips here and there. Um, that's why I didn't rate it quite as high as you did, but overall really enjoyed that album. Um, as for my album, that will break us into the top 15. I have Michael by Killer Mike, uh, an album that I had no idea was coming until it was announced, obviously, but I had no idea, you know, he had, he had put his solo career off entirely to do four straight run the jewels albums. Uh, which, of course, all four of those were some of the best albums of the years that they came out. Um, so when this came out, I knew immediately, I was like, this is going to be a great album. Um, it was a great album. Uh, it's up for rap <laughs> album of the year, and I would be very happy if it won. Uh, you have some great features on here. Uh, you got Jagged Edge on here. You have Andre 3000 and Aaron Allen Kane both on the same song, along with Future. Uh, it's probably the best song on here. You got Two Chains. Um, you got LP, of course. Duh, you got to have LP on a Killer Mike project. Um, obviously, it being called Michael, it's very centric to who he is. A um, lot of great lyricism, a lot of great rapping, a lot of uh, great points being made. Killer Mike is a very uh, smart man. He knows what he's talking about. You might not always agree with what he's actually saying, but he's going to give you good reasons as for why he thinks what he thinks. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, just a very smart man, knows what he's doing, very good artist. Um, so you know when he drops quality, I mean, when he drops, it's going to be quality. Uh, and like Kendrick said, if you cared about hip-hop, Killer Mike would go platinum. This isn't going to go platinum, but dang if it shouldn't. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that based on the fact that it's literally up for a rap album of the year, that you know, the quality, and you, we can argue whether the Grammys is the best way to, to recognize quality of an album, but I think that in this case, that that that, that is a very accurate description mm-hmm. of this album. This is When it's someone you're... like him who's not mainstream, like, mm-hmm. you know, Drake could have been up for Grammys, and we'd be like, oh, well, that's yeah, just because he's Drake. But Killer Mike, that's because it's good. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, I, I I was back and forth, honestly. Even even going today, I'm putting this one on my list, on my top twenty-five, or not. So I'm glad that you have it on here because I, I ended up deciding not to put it on my top twenty-five. Um, not because I didn't think it was worthy. I just you know, kind of going back and forth on what to put on here. But mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought it up so we can talk about it some more. I think that this is a. I agree. I think it's a really great album. I think that um, in terms of when people say when people say that this is a down year for hip hop, you know. 
I can agree. But then I look at albums like this one and I'm like, but then have you heard this album? You know, because yeah. it's like you say that, but then you listen to this album and it's like, wow, it's not it's not really that's down here for hip hop. It's just the artists, certain artists didn't drop or haven't dropped music that people are really super excited about. And, you know, it, that doesn't mean that the, the, the genre is dying, doesn't mean that the genre is dead, doesn't mean that the genre is struggling at all. You know, it's just more open your eyes up and or open your ears up and listen to artists like Killer Mike, who dropped album of the year quality albums kind of essentially out of nowhere like like logan said he even he even focused on run the jewels more than his own solo career so it was very very nice to hear him you know have him drop this album and it'd be this good um yeah so i'm actually funnily enough we're talking about another hip-hop album that's not i don't think i actually don't think it's better than killer mike's album but i enjoyed it more um for a reason. This is actually one that you talked about in our honorable mentions list, Logan. Um, so number 14 okay. for me is going to be Glaucoma 2. Um, okay, good, good. I was hoping you'd have yeah. that. I figured you would. Yeah, so this one, I mean, we, we, we've we talked about it a few times, so you already kind of know how I feel, but I'll explain it to everybody else too. Um, this is an album where, again, and we mentioned it in honorable mentions, so I'll kind of keep it brief on that, but again, this is one of those albums where I really feel like I, I I love it so much because I've seen the growth in the artist leading up to this album. Um, Key Glock has been steadily getting better and better, improving, improving in my eyes. And this is this is something he hit something he hit something special with this album. I don't really, I can't, it's hard to describe what exactly like it is. And I'll say this: trap music is very hard to to be considered album of the year quality music, obviously because you know it doesn't it's not it doesn't lend itself to certain certain aspects to be qualified for that. But in terms of trap music, this is one of the best trap albums this year. Um, there's a couple yeah. other albums that are up there and you know, we'll talk about, we'll probably talk about those later. But uh, from, a, a, from an artist who's not like, I don't want to say he's not mainstream because he, he is mainstream in a way, but he's not like super well known. Um, mm-hmm. This is one of the best albums I think I've heard this year. I think just, just, Staying in his own lane, he was able to capture something magical with um, with this album. I think that if you listen to this, you know, if you're someone who who likes Key Glock, if you if you like Key Glock before, you're gonna love this album. No no debate, no debate about it. If you're someone who's like, okay, I kind of want to listen to Key Glock, start off with this album. This album is a great way to start off because it's gonna set you up and and understand like how where his potential could lead him to. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I just really genuinely enjoy this album. I think I probably have it high, this high specifically because I enjoyed it so much. And that's probably why I have it this high. But yeah, it's it's I, I think it's, it's a masterpiece of an album. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, obviously, I already talked about it in the last episode, so I'm not going to say too much, but I fully agree. I think it's an amazing project. Um, I think that it's a lot of fun. Um, let's go. From the Deluxe is one of my favorite songs of the year. In mm-hmm. my opinion, it probably is the banger of the year. Um, respect. All I have to say, respect for putting it in your t- at your number 14. That's where we're at now, right? 14? Yes, 14. Yeah, 14. Yep. Um, on a very similar vibe musically. My number, I'm kidding. My number 14 is Guts <laughs> by Olivia Rodrigo. Um <laughs> We we talked about this in the podcast episode when it came out. Obviously, another I I think this is three in a row that I have that are up for album of the year. So that's funny. Uh, <laughs> love this album. 
Uh, did not I enjoyed her debut album Sour, but I did not think it was as good as everyone else t- acted like it was. Good for You was a great song. The driver's license was cool and all. There are a couple other good tracks on there. Those obviously being two, the two most popular, but this one. I listened to it, and then I just went out shopping the day that it came out, saw the vinyl. I said, I'm buying that. I really enjoyed this album a lot right away, and it's sticking with me, you know? Uh, Vampire is probably the best song on here. It's also probably the most popular song on this album. Uh, But just Mm -hmm. the emotions that she hits on this album while also having this beautiful voice that elicits, like, some of the best pop, but also some of the best rock there. Again, I made this comparison already, very similar to Haley Williams. Um, A lot of people also compare her to Taylor Swift. Um, I think she has more range to her music than Taylor Swift. Obviously Taylor Swift's probably a better artist. She's also further along in her career. Whereas Olivia Rodrigo is only in her third year as an artist, second year as an artist, whatever. Dude, this album is amazing. Um, you're going to talk about it later, I'm sure. So <laughs> that's it. That's my number 14. Really enjoyed it. Um, would be happy if it won album of the year also. Yeah. So, um, excuse me. Sorry. Hold on a second. Mm, sorry about that. Um, yeah, this one is going to be a continue for me um, to be continued. Um, we will talk about that one though. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead to my next one though. Um, it's number thirteen, right? Yeah, number thirteen. Number thirteen. This is actually Santiago by Russ. Um, Ooh. So now I, I, you can remind me, Logan. Did we talk about this one on the podcast? I can't remember. Yes. Okay, we this did might have been in our first ever episode. Actually, I can't. It was one of our first. Yeah, I remember talking about it. Okay. Though. Okay, because I, I remember me and you talked about it, but I don't remember if we talked about it like in the podcast as well. But um, so, you know, good. If, if you've been following our podcast since the beginning or you went back and listened to the you know first couple ones we did, then you heard us talk about this one. Um, this is an album that, for me, surprised me, number one. Um, Russ has been an artist who's consistently dropped music throughout his career. You know, he's always he's been he's an artist with a work ethic that's insane. Um He's like the future of R&B rap. I don't really know what exactly to put Russ in, yeah. what category to put him in, but whatever category he is, he's like the future of that category in terms of just constantly dropping music, dropping, dropping, dropping. Um, and the thing about it is he drops music and it's not – what I love about him is the quality doesn't really stray too far. He doesn't have – he doesn't have just completely bad songs, bad music, you know. He may not have music that's like, okay, it's not my favorite, but you know, he he consistently puts out good music. And this album, Santiago, is just the oof, that something something about this album. It just really like it really stuck with me. And I know that um Logan, you really like this album too. I don't I highly doubt you have it in your top twenty five, but I know that you I knew that you liked this album just like I liked it too, because yeah. of when we talked about it. And yeah, this just the vibes off this album is just insane. Um this album this album just gave me rec- – it just really gave me kind of like a, a confirmation that like, yeah, um, Russ is still still, still at that level that I thought he was. Um, you know, he he really he really should release more music, honestly. Or not more music, but more albums, I should say. Because what Russ does, he releases a lot of singles. Um, he doesn't really release albums per se. Um but this album led me to believe, like, yeah, he needs to start releasing more albums, like just putting more of his music in, into one thing 
and releasing it all together because this is just it's a good mm-hmm. album. I mean, 13 songs, 41 minutes, so really easy to get through. And, um, you know, I just really, one of my favorite songs, I like Oasis off of it, but I think that um, um, MT was also really great. Fatima was also a good song. Um, I mean, there's just some really great yeah. songs on this album. Um, I, I honestly, this might have been my favorite Russ album. And I really liked his first couple albums, but this is as a whole album. I think that this is one of my favorite ones of his because I just think that it's the it's the most consistent from from start to finish. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. it's a very just it's a very consistent sounding album. It just sonically sounds amazing, and I feel like it really brings out the true um, artist of him uh, in in just one album. Yeah, so you're right. I did, I did not have this in my top 25, but I, I was very close to putting it in my honorable mentions um, mm-hmm. last last episode. Really okay. enjoy it. I love how personal it gets at times. Uh, introspective. I love the sounds on it. Um, yeah, not too long. Very sh- a rather short project that um, was very very much deserving of being put where you put it. I believe. Um, I'm not gonna. S- my dog's being a piece of crap right now i'm not gonna say that it um (laughs) didn't surprise me a little bit that you put it up there more so just that i didn't think about it is what i mean when i say that because i know how much you enjoyed it you enjoyed it just as much as i did honestly um but you have all as much as it caught me off guard when you said it at first you have always been a fan of russ um like we talked about in that episode previously and very deserving album to be talked about in this episode uh as for me my number 13 i don't know if you're going to talk about this one or not i think you will because i think we both talked about it when it first came out and enjoyed it similarly uh i have pink tape by lil uzi vert um i again i have expressed very much how much how big of a fan i was of whole lot of red by playboy cardi this in the same vein is an expression of art artistry uh, that Uzi had not ventured into up to this point. Um, he starts it off with the best song on the album, Flooded the Face, probably one of his best songs of all time. Um, okay. But he just tr- he travels through such a soundscape on this album. I love whenever rappers successfully, because there are some that have done it unsuccessfully, I love when rappers successfully venture into the rock and even the metal genre like what Uzi does here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, there are so many songs I love on here. Flooded the face, suicide doors. Uh, a lot of people didn't like the song endless fashion with Nicki Minaj. I personally enjoyed it. Um, probably my favorite song to listen to was mama. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Nakamura was great. Uh, just want to rock was probably the biggest, the, one of the most popular songs of the summer. Um, his cover of chop suey by system of a down. A lot of people hated on that just because they're suckers for the original. Obviously, the original's better, but I thought his cover did it justice. And it, that's all it is, is a cover. I really enjoyed it. Um, Days Come and Go was a great song, and I really, really love the last song on the album. Obviously, you have three bonus tracks that come after it, but the end featuring Baby Metal, just the to, to freaking anime beat that is on that track is insane, man. Um, I really love listening to this album for an o- almost hour and a half long album. It is so easy to get through. And you can almost say he went 26 for 26. Now he didn't, you know, not every single song on here is good, but whenever there's a couple bad songs on a 26 song album that doesn't feel that long, 
I had no expectations for this album and it exceeded the highest expectations that you could have had almost. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say to be continued on this one as well. This is definitely what I'm talking yep. about later. Um, so that was 13, right? So we're on 12 now, right? <coughs> yes. 12. So, okay. So 12 is actually going to be an album you just mentioned. Not obviously not pink tape, but guts by Olivia Rodrigo. Um, this is an album uh, I'm not going to say too too much because you know we we talked about it on the podcast already too, and Logan already said a lot about it before, um, and I feel very similar to Logan. Um, I'm not as big a fan of um, uh, of the rock genre, obviously, if you couldn't tell, as Logan is, but I can appreciate that Olivia Rodrigo, the way she, what she did with this, and again, I I can't speak for rock, so I'm not going to try to speak and say that she you know she did a great job, yada yada, whatever. I think for Anyone who isn't the hugest rock fan but has listened to rock music before, she is like the perfect person to like bridge the gap between two two blend blended genres of music. Basically, she blended yeah. pop pop and rock so well on this album, and I really loved it. Um, like like Logan said, I mean the 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 biggest parallel in terms of the uh, the um, the type of music she put on this album is like someone like Hayley Williams or you know Paramore in general. Like she she's like. A reincarnation almost of them which is ironic because they're obviously still around but she's like a she's like a living like <laughs> reincarnation of them it's it's kind of crazy to me um but at the same time she very much is reminiscent of like a taylor swift as well like the way she the way she um she sings and everything is very reminiscent of a taylor swift and, and like logan said she has a, she definitely has more range than taylor swift i feel like honestly um but again you know taylor taylor swift's better artist but you know that's like comparing that's like comparing lebron to uh it's like comparing lebron to anthony edwards you know it's just not fair it's not a fair comparison right now yeah um, but you know going back to uh, going back to her like this this album was just really good and again i think that she blended these dramas very very well it's very much of a it's very much a punk pop rock album and i really mm-hmm. i really love it <clears throat> i really love um I love Vampire. Vampire, you know, obviously, like I said, is the best, one of the biggest song here. But I really love um, All American, All American Bitch. I think that was also a great intro track into this album. Um, kind of give, kind of gave you the. I love how it gave you exactly what this album was going to be. You know, um, it, it, yeah. it. I love when the intro track of an album paints the picture of the album for you, and then the album lives up to that. And I feel like she did a great job of that. Um, I think that as an artist, she has so much potential. Like she, she's someone I can really see. Like I know I, I mentioned Taylor Swift, and she—I don't want to ever say anybody's going to be Taylor Swift because you know Taylor Swift has reached a level of just insanity in terms of where she is. But like somebody who has the potential to be like a Taylor Swift, just in a different manner, I can see mm-hmm. Olivia Rodrigo kind of settling into that that type of uh, yes, that type of path. Um, Fully, you know, obviously with a with a different genre um but you know i I really enjoy this i think someone again someone who's not the biggest rock fan um and i don't hate rock or anything i just haven't really it's it's more of i haven't really listened to it too much so this is something that i think that this is something that i think that anybody could get into um whether you are a rock fan or whether you like pop or whatever because it's such a great blend of both it's not it's not rock but it's not pop it's like you know i said pop rock and and you know, again, I think that um, if this one's out, this, this, I'm pretty sure this one's out for album of the year too. If this one's album yes, of the year, yes. absolutely deserved. 
I'll be honest with you. It, it absolutely would deserve to win. I'm not saying that it's that I think it should win it, but I think that it would absolutely be deserved if it did win it. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, Gus by Olivia Rodrigo is just it's just a great album. I think that it's uh, very deserving to be number twelve on my list as well. And I'm I'm actually surprised I yeah. have it higher than you. When I think yeah, about it. yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I have it higher than you did. <laughs> I love that. I love that man. Um, that 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 whenever that first came out, I could. could I did not expect it to be higher for you. Let's say that. Um, obviously, I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I already have. So I'll just move straight into my number 12, which is His Glory Alone 2, HGA2 by KB. Uh, KB being one of, if not my favorite Christian rappers of all time. Uh, this is his sequel to his 2020 album. It was 2020, right? Not 2021. Um Yes, 2020 album, His Glory Alone, which is his brand. You know, it's always been his thing. I actually have that tattooed on my arm right here. If you can see, kind of, it's hard to twist. You see HGA, um, for those of you watching on YouTube. uh, Really enjoy this. I do not think it's as good as the original HGA album. At first, I thought it might be, but going back to it more and more, not quite there. um, But there are some amazing moments on here. Um, Glory to Glory is a great song. Easy, one of the singles, freaking amazing. That beat switch on there. So let me tell you, um, we all know the clip where um, I can't remember if it's after an and one or it's just a really tough shot or something like that. Either way, NBA game, LeBron, he turns to the camera like, man, this is too easy. There is a beat switch on that song that uses that as the cue for the switch in the beat. Amazing. Freaking. <laughs> when I tell you how hype I get every single time I hear that. But, I mean, again, it's not just about the hype rapping, which he is very capable of doing. But he also has a really good voice, um, so he can sing at moments. Uh, he has a song called Daddy where he talks both about being a father but also not having his father in his life. Um, he, has, uh, he has songs where he incorporates um, Spanish into them a little bit because, uh, if I remember correctly, his wife is Hispanic. Um so he tries to incorporate that into it as well, into his life a lot. Uh, man, just overall, this album is really good. Again, not as good as the original, but still, I really enjoyed it very much. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, this would probably be my favorite Christian hip-hop. Yes, this is my favorite Christian hip-hop album of the year. I'm always going to have at least one of those in my top 25, unless it was just a really, da- really down year for Christian rap. Just like how Church Close 4 last year would have been a, was in my top 25 by Lecrae. So... Yeah, really enjoyed that album. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I'm <clears throat> I'm glad to see that a Christian rap album you have it this high. I mean, that 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 speaks volumes for how the quality of it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not <clears throat> again, I'm not someone who's who listens to Christian rap, but you know, I, I, one thing I do like is when Logan suggests Christian rappers to me, and I listen to their albums. One thing I really like is that uh, <clears throat> I like that. Obviously, religion is obviously a part of the album, but I like that you can literally listen to the album aside from religion and actually still get value out of it. It's not just about, you know, it's not just about him being Christian, you know, it's and I love it. It's a big part of it, but it's not only about that. And I I do love that. So um, I'm glad to see that you have it this high as well. I think that's that's great. They still have good quality production. They still have good quality lyricism. It doesn't I mean, they, they have moments where it gets corny sometimes, usually for artists of that um, quality. It's usually corny on purpose if it's corny, but mm-hmm. yeah, overall, they're normal artists who talk about God instead of whatever else. Exactly, and that's that's what I like. I like I like that it's not it's not you know it's like that. They're just normal artists that talk about God. Um, 
So now I'm going to move to my number 11 now. So right outside the top 10. Um, and I think this is an interesting one to put here. And I, I, I know you don't have this one here, but we talked about it. Um, I talked, I told you it was going to be on here. Set it off by offset. Um, oh yeah. No. So, so this, this album, um, I love this album. I love this album. I, I remember telling Logan when I, when we first listened to it, that I really love this album. And every time, every time I hear it, um, I love it even more. I think that this is honestly, the more, the more I think about it, I mean, I think we kind of agree this was Offset's best album, but I think this is guaranteed his best album at this point. Like, the more I listen to it, it it's... Yeah. Offset has always been, to my, in my opinion, he's always been the, uh, you know, of the Migos, um, you know, recipes to take off, of course. But of the, of the three Migos, Offset was always the one that I felt had the best chance of making it as a solo artist. Um, mm-hmm. Because um, <clears throat> Quavo sure had the more commercial-ish type of... You know, hook and feature and all that type of stuff. He's a great feature artist. Yep. But Offset, just straight up as an actual artist, a solo artist on his own, he hold, he holds himself very well. He's able to hold a hold a song by himself. He's able to hold himself. Uh, he's able to to he's able to hold his own with other artists as well. I mean, you know, he's he's had songs with Drake where he's held his own. He has song, songs with Travis, including one on this album where he's held his own. You know, he's had quite a few songs that I feel like he just, just showed his potential. And I think this album <clears throat> as a, this album as a whole, is just one of those albums that I really like, okay, I see, I see where his career can, can go from this point. Um, you know, really one of my favorite albums of the year. I mean, I, I'm going to name a few songs that I like, and there's only a lot of songs off this album. So don't be surprised if it's most of this album, but the songs that I really like off this album are say, say my grace, uh, obviously worth it with Don Tolliver, uh, broad day, future fan which is actually a solo song which i think is a really great solo song by him um i love freaky with cardi b and i love Je- jealousy with cardi b as well um both the songs with cardi b are great they, they have great chemistry yep. i know there's there's some interesting things going on with their personal lives right now don't know that mm-hmm. but i do know that musically they sound very great together and yeah. hopefully whatever's going on in their personal lives they figure it out because they they, they sound great together um but also, I like Princess Cut with Chloe, um, Chloe Chloe Bailey. Um, she she's uh-huh. great. I think she's a up and coming R and B artist of her own as well. Someone who also is you know technically venturing out on her solo career. Um, but you know, Princess Cut is great. Um, Dope Boy with Young Nudie again, great. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm literally basically naming the whole album. But th- there's a reason why I really enjoy this album. I really think that for in terms of hip hop, this is one of those albums where, like, again, kind of like with the Killer Mike album, someone says, "Oh, well, hip hop wasn't good this year." I'm going to point to Killer Mike's album, Michael, and I also point to this album as like, "Well, tell me that these two albums aren't good, though." You know, so, um, yeah, that that's that's really a lot to say. About that. Yeah, uh, like you said, definitely not in my top twenty-five. Um, not even close to touching it. I, overall, I think this was this album was a little bit above average. Um, I agree. Mm -hmm. Definitely his best album. I like this album more in that. I see the potential there than what was actually in this album, but that I see the potential for what is to come in his future career. Um, Fair. I knew, I knew that you would like it more than I did. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it is. I think it, I think it is good. I do definitely think it is good. Um, and again, shows growth in his career as an artist. So, 
I think going forward, I'm going to definitely be attentive to what he is dropping because he has given me nothing but reason to think that he will continue to grow as an artist, especially on his solo ventures. Um, as for my number 11, the last one outside of the top 10, uh, again, another rap album um, that you can point to and say, man, this year was not the best for hip hop, but there are some moments where it really shined. That would be Protea by Coda the Friend. Um, okay. Coda has been someone that I've always gone to for summer vibes, um, fun music, just easy listening. I think this is his best album. I think that this one captured that more so than any album he's dropped. I think that this one had so many songs that you could add to your playlist to just kick back, listen to while tanning at the beach, by the pool, at the grill, whatever you're doing over the summer, you can enjoy so much of this album. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of the 16 songs on my summer playlist. That's over half of this track listing on my summer playlist. It is just so easy to listen to. You, again, you could throw it on while you're um, out barbecuing with the family and friends. Uh, just There's not one song that I say, oh, this stands out, or he's such a good lyricist. It's just overall the entire project as a whole just stands up so well. Uh, and he's always been a good artist, but this just pushes it to another level in my opinion of obviously he's not changing his music he's just growing in his craft and his craft just happens to be really fun to listen to um so if you haven't listened to this maybe don't listen to it this month wait until it starts getting warm but definitely listen to this album because it is very very obviously all of these albums are sound good they're my top albums of the year and i listen to a lot of music this year um but this album is very much worth your time, whether you're a hip hop fan or not, honestly. Yeah. Um, so I don't have, I'll say I don't have this on my, on my top 25, but um, um, I, I remember listening to Coda back in the day, um, back in uh, 2017, I think I want to say 2017 is when he like really broke through or maybe it was 2016. Mm-hmm. One of those two, I think it's 2017 though. Um, and I remember listening to him and, and being really impressed thinking that, okay, this dude has a lot of potential. And um, I haven't, I haven't really followed through with him and I, that's on me. I need to follow through with him, but I do know that his, his music has always been, he's always been kind of the type of summer artist, the type of artist that you, um, you know, you listen to in the summertime and it's just like, he kind of takes over your playlist in a way. He's like the summertime artist that you like, have always in your summertime playlist. You have a couple, a few of his songs that are just constantly on repeat. So um, I'm not surprised to hear that, that that you know you really enjoyed his album, and I'm not surprised to hear you have it this high because I feel like if it's if he's continued, um, and again, to clarify, I haven't listened to this one, but if he's continued the trend from what I remember where he started out as, and he continued the growth, I see exactly why you would have it this high because I think that he's one of those artists that is just like I say, he's he's. I don't mean this is an insult, but he's purely a summer artist. Like you listen to him in the summer, it's just you're gonna love that summer. Basically, it's just gonna be a good summer because he has a, he's just that type of artist. Good vibes, everything. Hmm. Okay, so now we've reached the top ten. So now these are obviously you know all these all these songs, these top twenty five songs or albums. Sorry, top twenty five albums. These are all albums that we really enjoyed obviously this year but top 10 is you know these are some of the best albums of the year so um you know 
we may talk about these a little bit more. Uh, both of us may have more discussion on each of our albums than we have on previous ones, just to you know give a little bit of background to that. Um, but while I, while I say that, I'm actually going to go and start off with Sundial by No Name is my number 10 album of the year. Um, and very interesting for me to put it here because we talked about it last last week or the week before, I think, with our honorable mentions as well. I think we talked about it. I think so. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. But, um, and I think I mentioned in it, like, this album was really, really good. And, like, I was, like, questioning, like, why did I just put in the honorable mentions? So went back and listened to it again after we talked about it and listened to it again and listened to it a third time and i was like you know what i cannot justify not having this in my top 10 <laughs> like I, I i like i just really listened to it again and i was like yeah there's no way um we, we we're talking so much about how you know hip-hop bad down year for hip-hop yada yada but then i listened to this album and like this is one of the best lyrics lyric um how do i say this the right way this is one of the best lyric performances of of the year honestly um mm-hmm. and ironically her name is no name she's not a no name but it's funny that her name's no name because it's like you, you say it came from somebody who's no name but um yep. you know she we talked about it before and i'm just i don't have to i don't think i'll go into too many details but just you know if you guys didn't watch that episode um or you can just don't remember that episode um this album is i think it's how many songs is it? it? Is eleven songs? Yeah, it's an eleven song album, thirty two minutes. So it's really easy, quick to get into. Um, you know, quick go through. And if you haven't listened to it, please, please, please listen to it because she's the type of artist where you you are going to get some <clears throat> you're going to get some value out of listening to her album, no matter what. You know, if, if you're truly a connoisseur of music, you truly love music, you're going to get so much value out of listening to this album. Um, and <clears throat> again, Balloons is probably one of my favorite tracks off this, this album. Um, again, you could probably skip the J Electronica version, not that it's a bad verse, but you know, we, 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 we know that, that controversy around him. We can just say skip that verse. Even without that verse, that song is still a great song. Um, <clears throat> I really like Gospel as well. I think that's a great way to like lead into oblivion being the last song of the album i think gospel and oblivion kind of being right there there's like a great choice by her to have it lead into each other um and for me that's a trend along this album i think that just this this the curation of this album um the curation of this album was also very very amazing and i think uh now you may you may or may not know this logan she's independent right i think so okay so if she is, I can tell that she has complete creative control because, again, the curation of this is something that, like, she crafted herself. Um, and it sounds very much like a... It sounds so much like something that somebody themselves created. It doesn't sound like something a label put together, which I love. I love that you can really hear... You can really hear and see that this is her vision. This is what she wanted to put out, and this is how she put it out. And I love that she did it so well, and it came across very very well to me as well yeah definitely shocks me that you put this on your top 10 not because it's not deserving it is (laughs) granted i don't have it in my top 25 i barely missed the cut for that but it shocks me because you had this in your (laughs) your honorable mentions last week that 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 aside just that funny (laughs) bit aside very good um i respect how you 
took the last two weeks and listened to it again and again and just said, you know what? I really messed with this album. Fully respect that, man. Um, I think it is a really good album. Uh, we already talked about it in the last episode, so I'm not going to go too in-depth with that, but I fully agree. Um, she's a great artist, great lyricist. Um, she is herself um, unapologetically, mm-hmm. and that very much shines through into her artistry. Another artist that is themselves unapologetically and lets that shine through into their artistry is Lana Del Rey who dropped my number 10 album. Did you know that there's a tunnel under ocean Boulevard? This album is long folks. Um, it is an hour, not <laughs> long, long, but it's an hour and 17 minutes. Um, and she just really paints a beautiful picture with this album. Um, again, another album that's very artistic um, just in the style that she chooses to craft here um this is the album that really started to get me into her um i really hadn't listened to her music that much prior i have since gone back and listened to her discography and this is probably my favorite album by her up to this point um i feel like she did some things on here artistically that she hadn't done previously uh it's a bit slower than some of her other projects i personally enjoy that this album very much feels like an album that prime bob dylan would have dropped um just in terms of how it's conveyed and some of the sounds, obviously she has a different voice. Uh, she has a slightly different um, sound scope, uh, but artistically they are very similar. Um, and on top of that, this album also introduced me to John Batiste who dropped one of my favorite albums this year, not an album that made my top 25, but it introduced me to him and I said it's my number ten album of the year, man. It's it's just a good album. Um, as long as it is, it's easy to listen to. Uh, it does feel a bit slow at times because the music is slow, uh, but that shouldn't be a detractor because the music is good. You know, despite how slow it can be at times, the music is good. Um, it's not an album that you can listen to at any time. Uh, there's a bit of depth to it. You have to be able to listen to it. Um, it's not an album that I'm going to put on in the background, although her voice is beautiful and it sounds very dreamy, uh, at times the music does. Um, that's an album that I would prefer to listen to whenever I can just sit back and actually digest it. Um, but overall, yeah, a good album that I wouldn't recommend to everybody, but to the people that I think would enjoy it, I think they would very much enjoy it. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> I think this is an awesome album. We kind of talked about it in the, in the uh, Grammy episode because I think I think this album, either this album or a couple songs on this album are up for Grammys. It might even be both. But um, mm-hmm. um, I haven't listened to it yet, but it's, again, it's on my list to listen to before the Grammys come out, so I'm excited to get into it because I've been hearing only good things about it, so I'm super excited to get into yep. this one. But, um, you know, I've always heard Lana Del Rey um, is a great artist. I've heard that uh, a lot of people who, who really love her, they really love her, you know? So I I expect nothing but greatness from this album, honestly. And the fact that you have it in your top 10 um, says a lot. You know, obviously, we're talking about our top 10. Our top 10, you know, I, I know we know I know how seriously you take music. So are you putting it in the top 10? This must mean that it's, it's really, really that good. Um, mm-hmm. Another album that's in my top 10 that I'm, I'm fairly certain you have in your top 10, um, but you probably have it higher than I have it. Um, but my number nine album is actually the age of pleasure by Janelle Monet. Um, mm. So this album, 
yeah, um, <laughs> this album is amazing. First off, the way she rolled out for this album, crazy. <laughs> just put it, put it that way, crazy. We'll leave it at that. But um, I'll say the rollout for this album fits the, the, the theme of the album. You know, it's the age of pleasure. The way she rolled it out is exactly what this album encapsulated what this album is about. And she, what I really love the features are some features that you probably wouldn't expect. I mean, if you're not a really a music head, some of these features you wouldn't even know about, like Dolce, Grace Jones. You know, a mm-hmm. few of these features are really cool. She even has Nia Long on the song, which is crazy. Mm. But yeah, you know, one thing about Janelle Monae. So Janelle Monae is actually um, she's been around longer than what people may may think. Um, she's been releasing music for a while, um, but she's yep. kind of like gone under a, a crazy rebrand, which. It's insane, but it also fits very well, and she's a great artist. So she made it. She's made it work. Um, and this is this album's part of that rebrand of you know she's she's opening up more. She used to so just to, just to give context. Um, when she first came out, she you know she was always wearing some like um, not pantsuit but kind of pantsuit type blouses. Yeah, you know, covering up. You know, not really doing too much craziness. You know, and that's fine. You know, I'm not judging anybody for what they want to do, but she's completely flipped now and instead of that she's very much more open and more um uh for lack of a better word <laughs> more open um a lot more yeah. um um expressive in in terms of what she's how she what she's wearing slash not wearing and also her music in general and i really love um lipstick lover is one of my favorite songs off this album it's, it's mm-hmm. a great, great song i love this song uh, love that song but yeah i mean I know that's. Um, I, I mean, I again. This this is my favorite album of hers. Um, I haven't listened to all her albums, so I can't necessarily say that it's her best one. But I mean, I, I can't imagine me liking any of her other albums more than this one, honestly, because I, I think that this one just is a great. I love the vibes of this album. I love everything she's did with this album. I'm a very me as a as a, a consumer of music. I love when artists are able to really capture a specific theme <coughs> in the album and continue that theme throughout the album. And everything she's done with this album, you know, including visuals for this album, including videos for this album, including just the promotion of this album, it's all been very much following one theme. And she's been able to capture that theme very, very well. So, um, yeah, for my number nine, I, I got to leave it at the age of pleasure. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of this year. I'm not going to say whether it finished at this place or not, but there was a lot of this year where that was my album, my album of the year. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to say whether or not it finished there. We'll get there when we get there. Uh, but let's just say I will I will continue that conversation once we reach its spot. Um, I also want to mention how good of an actress she is. Um, yes. So she's just overall a great um, talent. Uh, but my number nine album is Wait Till I Get Over by Duran Jones. Duran Jones is a Southern R&B and soul singer um, and not an artist I had listened to up until this year. Again, another album that I had recommended to me by way of the um, Anthony Fantano Midway Through the Year album list. Uh, and man, this album is just beautiful. It's one of his, it's, 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 I think it's his first venture into solo music. Um, he had made other, yes, it is his first album as a solo artist. He had made other music, um, in a group, but this is the first example of him going fully solo for an entire project. 
and he really bears his soul on this one. He even has a song called Letter to My 17-Year-Old Self. Um, well, overall, I think Lord Have Mercy and That Feeling were some of the best songs on this album. Just really having fun with it, but also at other times, um, like I said, bearing his soul, letting you into who he is as a person. He has a beautiful voice. Um and just a beautiful soul, I think, that shines very much on this music as a whole. I wish this album got a lot more attention. This is another album that I think could have gotten more attention in the Grammy sphere. Um, very much an album that I thought they would eat up a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, who cares? It was really, really good, um, <laughs> and one that I think more people should listen to. I don't think it gets. I don't think it gets enough play. Um, so, like I said, falling in my number nine, wait till I get over Duran Jones. Um, I think I, I can't name a single person who I don't think would enjoy this album, honestly. Uh, like if you're if you're breathing, I think you could find enjoyment in this album. So this is one where um unfortunately I can't speak too much onto onto this because <coughs> I haven't heard it, but I will say that I will listen to this because you you have it in number nine, so it has to be good. And also like if you really feel like it's worthy of being in a Grammy, a Grammy worthy album, you know, and, and just, just to clarify me, both me and Logan have very high standards for what we think is Grammy worthy. We probably have higher standards than the actual Grammys than what the Grammys so, do. Yep. Yeah. So the fact that he thinks is really worthy of winning Grammy means that this is a really good album. So that's definitely something I'm going to listen to. Um, but since I cannot add anything else to it, I don't want to just talk to me talking. I'm going to move on to my number eight album. Um, and, my number eight album is actually, ironically, it's not even really an album technically. It's an EP. Um, but, you know, same concept either way. Um, it's actually Clear to Soft Life by Summer Walker. Mm. So um, this is now I'm, I'm, I know you don't have this up here because I remember us talking about this and you, you know, you we've we've had kind of not crazy opinion, different opinions it. on it, yeah. but we have different kind of different opinions on this. But I really loved this. EP by her um, it's really I mean I don't want to say it's carried by you know J. Cole but honestly J. Cole kind of carries this <laughs> EP that that to summer from Cole the audio hook that song is one of the most beautiful songs I think I've ever heard um, I love that J. Cole got on there and um, well t- two things I love about that song one I love that J. Cole got on there and like Yes, he's rapping, but it's not really rapping. It's more of a of a spoken poetry, a spoken word poetry. It's him literally wrote he wrote a poem for Summer Walker and just reciting that poem. And it's over a, a very calm, chill beat. Very, very much love that song. And I love her voice on that song. Summer Walker has a just a beautiful voice when she's singing. When she's actually mm-hmm. singing, she's probably honestly, she probably has the most beautiful voice in R&B when she's just singing. You know, yeah, and it, it's she just sounds so angelic and amazing, and even in up, uh, you know, the rest of the album, like what I really love about Summer Walker's music. Summer Walker um, is very a very vulnerable artist. She's not very she's she's a very much she's one of those artists that you you unlike Miley Cyrus, she has, this is not her first time being vulnerable. She's well known for being vulnerable, and what makes this mm-hmm. such a great EP again is her vulnerability in it. You know, her her being able to just be vulnerable and and kind of um, open, opening up again to everything. Um, and what really is 
amazing to me about her, her is, I mean, her voice, but also the fact that she's able to continue to, to put her, her, her heart and soul into her music. And I feel like this EP is exactly what that is. She put her heart and soul into this EP. Um, and it's, it's literally, it's a, it says it's 10 songs on Apple, on Apple music, but it's really nine songs. The 10th songs, like a video, Apple music is weird about that, but it's nine songs. Um, and um, I think, I think it's 29 minutes. It might be less than that because the, the, the video might change it, but it's it's not very long, basically is what I'm saying. But it's, I think it's, it's a quick, easy listen. And I think it's worth anybody listening to. Um, I'm surprised. I don't think this is up for a Grammy at all. I mean, I think it's, I think it could be worthy of that, but I also think that the other choices for Grammys are more deserving, honestly, because they're longer albums with a little bit better, honestly, overall. But I just think that this album, this EP, um, I think that it, it deserves to be mentioned up here. Okay. Yeah. So, like you said, um, I'm, not, I'm just not the biggest fan of Summer Walker. So, that's more so my reason for not having it up there. I think it was a really good project by her. So, mm-hmm. um, and knowing how much you enjoy her. I know why it's up there for you. Uh, so, like I said, me not being as big of a fan of it, I'm not going to talk about it as much. I'm just going to go on to my number eight, which is by far, by far, bar none, not only for this year, but maybe of all time, my favorite name for an album. Uh, and that would be the metal group King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with their <laughs> album, their album, Petrodragonic Apocalypse or Dawn of Eternal Night and Annihilation of Planet Earth and the Beginning of Merciless Damnation. Um, and I love the name of that album. Um, <laughs> King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard is a metal group that I had not listened to prior to this year. I'd al- I had always heard of them, but I, I mean, I didn't even know what kind of music they made. I just saw the name. I was like, oh, that's a weird name. Cool. Um, but actually getting into listening to this one, dang, I really love this. Obviously, I loved it. It's my number eight album of the year, but dang, man. Um, <laughs> really scratch. Obviously, Metallica dropped an album that year this year, but had they not and being that it was their first album in seven years this really scratches that itch of the metallica fan in me not that they sound exactly like metallica but just the overall hardness that they come with some of the guitar riffs uh the growl in their voices if you will um so i'm a person who has always been a somewhat of that like classic metal sound not the full-on what you would call screamo metal but like that more classic guttural uh, metal um I've always been a fan of that, but like I'm not so much of a fan that I know all the terms and stuff like that. So when I'm describing this, I'm describing this as someone who enjoys it, not as someone who is fully invested in it. Um, but, man, this album is so much fun to listen to. Seven tracks. Makes it sound easy to listen to. It's 48 minutes, you know. Metal's going to have that thing where it has a couple eight, nine-minute songs. Uh, that's just a rock and metal thing. But never at once do you feel like, oh, man, I'm tired of listening to this song either. Uh, Witchcraft is probably my favorite song on here, but Gila Monster is a great song. I mean, I mean it's a seven-song album, and it's my number eight album. Of course, all seven songs are really good. Um, right. <laughs> just overall, if you're a metal fan, you're going to probably enjoy this. If you're a King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard fan, um, I've heard this isn't their best album. Uh, I need to go back and listen to all of their albums to be sure of that. I've listened to a couple and so far it's been my favorite. Um, but let's just say I'm looking forward to them dropping more music because just overall the enjoyment that I got out of this, uh, as a, as a long time Metallica fan, um, and someone who's gotten more and more into the metal sphere this year, um, 
I wouldn't recommend this to everybody, but to people who I'm trying to get into metal, I would start with Metallica. This would be one of my next stops at once we got outside of the absolute classics. Wow. Um, so just want to say this, that name is amazing. <laughs> I love that right? name so much. That is a crazy name for an album. Um, aside from that, that's my best way to contribute to that because I haven't heard it. I haven't heard the album. Um, I haven't heard the artist before either too. So it's hard for me to say anything other than I definitely want to at least listen to it, give it a chance. I mean, like I said, if you love it, you love it. Um, but also I wanted to bring this, say this real quick. Uh, for any of our NBA fans out there, John Morant, yeah, he's back. Yeah. He's back. <laughs> Thirty-four, six. It was, it was, a, it was scripted, man. He hit the buzzer beater to win the game. <laughs> yeah, def, def, scripted. definitely scripted. Scripted, absolutely. But I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> so anyway, back to the, back to our um, regularly scheduled programming. Um, I think we. Are, <coughs> um, I think I'm on seven now, right? Seven. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So number seven. So this is another album that's up for, uh, I think, I think this one's up for a Grammy. Um, this one is, uh, Jaguar two by Victoria Monet. Mm, so, um, just to be clear, there's actually, I probably have more R and B albums by the way, on my top 10 than anything else. So just to show you, this is a very strong year for hip for R and B and, yeah. It's funny because not only is it a strong year for R and B, but the 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 reason why it's so strong is because of the newer artists, like someone like Victoria Monet, someone who's newer to, um, you know, she's not new new to music. She's been releasing music for a little bit, but you know, she's breaking through now. Um, and this this album Jaguar Two, so obviously there's a Jaguar One, um, but this is a eleven song, thirty six minute album. She just to give you an idea on like, I, I like to look at features to see how, like how respected an artist is, because I feel like if you're able to get certain features, that means that they mu- the people must respect you as an artist, because in order to get these features, they have to like your music. She has Lucky Day. Mm-hmm. She has Vuju Benton, which if you do, if you you know listen to any reg- reggaeton, you know who that is. Um, and then she has Earth, Wind, and Fire. <coughs> <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire on a song. Yeah. Yeah. So... That, that should tell you exactly, you know, what she is. And now, of course, anybody who's listened to her, anybody who's listened to any sort of radio, you've heard Oh My Mama. That's been on, that's, that's been the song of the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, luckily I don't listen to the radio, so the song's not played out for me. I'm sure it's played out for a lot of people because they hear it all the time. But for me, it's not played out, so I will say that it's, it's a great song. I love the song. I love her flipping it. And what I really love about the song is is it's done so beautifully. She flips a classic, a classic hip hop song. You know, um, a, a song I grew up listening to. Literally, what makes it amazing to me is I grew up listening to that song. So when I heard first heard this song and I heard where she flipped it from, I was like, I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna love this song. And what I really love about her as well, um, you know, I was talking about how Summer Walker's voice is amazing, but Victoria Monet's voice is really, really great. I love how, I love how she has more of a. Um, like, how do I say this the right way? Summer Walker has a more soft, um, like a really soft voice, a really like you know angelic, uh-huh. feminine type voice. Victoria Monet, not yeah. that it's not feminine, but it's it's a little bit more. There's a lot more. Um, 
it's a little bit more not rough because that makes it sound bad, but like I think you, you get what I'm saying when I say rough, right? Like it's a little bit more yeah. like a uh, uh, a little bit more throaty, which I really like actually, and it's just more of mm-hmm. like a an actual like she just has a different, I guess a different range, and it's not insulting her insulting her or Summer Walker, but her range is a little bit different, and I love it, um, and I think that she just does a great job with it. Um, I mean. I could I could sing her praises all day long. I really love this album. I mean, it's it's really it's a really easy album to get through. Like I said, eleven songs, thirty six minutes, um, and one of, and she just I really love the fact that there's only three features and she carries the album herself. But the features really just make it even better, and it says a lot about her. The fact that she got these features on there. Um, yeah. Again, I think this album. I, I know all my mama's up for a Grammy. I think this album might also be up for a Grammy. Um, if the album, if I'm correct, and the album's up for a Grammy, this absolutely, if it wins album of the year, I think it's deserved. I don't think it will win, but if it won album of the year, absolutely deserved. Yeah. I can't remember if it's up for album of the year. I know that it's up for like um, one of the R&B categories. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely deserving to be up for either one of those Um I can't say that I think it should win the overall album of the year, uh, but I do think that it should be very high in that R&B category. Um, Like you said, she has a beautiful voice. She crafts a good project here. Um, Now, moving on to my number seven, we're going back into the hip-hop universe uh, with what I thought for a long time would be the hip-hop album of the year, uh, Scare in the Hose by JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown. Um, (laughs) I love the cover of this album. Uh... I love both of these artists individually. One, obviously, Danny Brown had an album in my top 25 already, but JPEG Mafia has been one of my favorite artists since I discovered him back in, what, 2018, 2019, when he first started getting really famous. Um, And then to find out that these two are working together, it just made sense, honestly. Um, But just look at the name of some of these songs, man. Lean Beef Patty, Step a Pig, um... Fentanyl Tester, um, Jack Harlow Combo Meal, uh, and I mean, just like it's very much zany. It's very much all over the place, but it's also very much um, sample based. A little bit of crazy production at times. Some very good lyricism from both of them. Obviously, Danny Brown's more of a rapper than Peggy is, but Peggy's also a really good rapper. Both of them are absolutely insane, uh, like just weird people. Uh, but they use that to their benefit in the music that they make. They are two of the more fun to listen to artists in this day and age. They both do an amazing job of crafting albums and they did that so well together. I honestly hope that we get another project by them. Obviously they did drop their DLC pack, which was just a couple of burners from this album. Uh, that was still really freaking good. Uh, but this album, again, I keep talking about how much I can't praise these albums more. Um, This one very easily could have been rap album of the year. Uh, It's not – obviously, I'm telling you right now I have more rap coming. But if you had this as your rap album of the year, kudos to you. Um, God, (laughs) these two need to work together more. (laughs) These two need to drop more solo music. These two overall just need to keep doing music. Right. You know, we should work them like they're in a freaking sweatshop until they quit dropping music. Not real, really give them time, give them space so that they can craft something amazing. But every time they drop something, it is something really freaking good. 
Yeah, so amazing name of the album. I love it. Scaring the hoes, mm-hmm. you know, because um, that's but... the kind of music they make. <laughs> <laughs> they're very, they, they both are very weird people. I mean, I can definitely attest to that. They are some of the weirdest people in hip hop, but you know, in a, in a great way, in a good way. It, it works very well, and I think this album, their chemistry on this album together is amazing. I mean, so it's 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 crazy because you know you get two weirdos together that makes something beautiful. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't have it in my top 25, but you know, you have an in top 25 doesn't really surprise me, but also like, I think it's, it's justified being there too, because I feel like your top 10, actually, I feel like it's justified being there because, um, just the quality of it. I just think it's, I think mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think it's worth it. I absolutely do. It is of the highest quality, man. I love that album. Speaking of, uh, weirdos though, um, my number six um is actually someone we talked about you talked about a little earlier um and again this one i'm surprised i have higher than you as well but i have a uh, pink tape by little uzi vert next okay um so I, i'm i'm a little shocked but actually i'm not really that surprised because i mean i've always been a huge little uzi fan so i'm not really surprised that i have them pretty high here or have them pretty high here um mm, yeah yeah but I just want to say, I mean, Logan hit kind of hit on the on the on the head there. I don't I don't want to go and say the same exact thing as Logan said. So what I'll put for this is, I really enjoyed Endless Fashion a lot. Endless Fashion was like it was literally in my head, stuck in my head for the longest time. I feel like that was a great song. I'm really surprised people didn't like that song, and I wonder why they didn't like that song. But no. um, great song uh, again. Flooded the Face is probably Uzi's best song just straight up you know it's probably one of his best songs ever um it's not his best song um but i really love just to kind of say again build off what logan was saying i love the way this album progressed you know started out which you know your standard hip-hop what you expect from from you know artists like uzi Uzi, but it slowly transitions to from hip-hop to to rock to metal and i love it the transition of it um but Again, kind of like what I said with about Olivia Rodrigo, um, it's very well blended. It's not a hundred percent metal, and like you know, obviously if it was if, you know even if we took the second half of the album and made it just a metal album or rock album, it probably wouldn't be that good. But because it's very blended, it's very well. It's a very good mix of those two genres of hip hop and and rock. I think that it. I think Uzi really did a great job. Um, I really like Patience. By Don Tolliver, I really like. I actually really liked. Um, like again, I like the end with Baby Metal. I liked Werewolf a lot. Actually, Werewolf mm-hmm. is one of my favorite mm-hmm. songs as well. Um, was that the song with Bring the Horizon? Yep, exactly. Yeah, yep, yep. yeah, yeah. I I love that song a lot. Um, you know, I love Nakamura as well. Like like Logan said, Nakamura is mm-hmm. a really great song. Uh, of course, just want to rock. You know, everybody was TikTok song. But but yeah, it's it one was a good the, song. Yeah, exactly. That's what I say. It's one of those TikTok songs that's actually good. So I'm not I'm not too upset about that. Um but you know, and then just the transition of Uzi's career, um, because you know, his influences have always been kind of like Trippy Ray, his influences have always been, you know, rock as well as hip hop. And he's always kind of straddled that line. But I'm glad that with this, with Pink Tape, he just took the full dive into like, you know what? I'm just going to blend these two dramas together on that whole album. And I loved it. I think he did it. I think I think they did a great job of it. Um, and I think that moving forward, I'm expecting, I mean, I, I feel like this broke a lot of my expectations too. I, I didn't have high expectations for this album, 
um, necessarily. Not that I was expecting it to be bad, but I just didn't have, like Logan said, I didn't really have high expectations, but these, this album really exceeded whatever expectations I had. Um, it's been in my playlist for, it's been in my rotation for a while, I should say. And like Logan said, I mean, it's not, tw- he didn't go 26 or 26, but I mean, I'd say, you know, just like a quarterback, if you go 24 or 26, I mean, hey, nobody's complaining, right? So, yeah. you know, um, I, I just, I think that this is um, one of, this is probably his best overall album. Just keep real. Um, and I really love, again, I just love him being, them being able to blend together both genres and doing it so well, you know? And um, yeah, I mean, there's just, <laughs> I just keep, I can keep going on and on and on, but you know, I'm a huge Uzi fan and I feel like as an Uzi fan, this is one of those albums that kind of, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a gift as a fan. It's like a, okay, you stuck with me this whole time. I dropped this for you. You know, this is, this is yep. for you as a fan who've been, you've been there since day one. Here's, here it is for you. Yeah. Um, then the only thing I'll add, because I already talked about this, like you said, a quarterback going 24 for 26. Uh, mm-hmm. One of those was just a drop pass by the receiver, too. Sorry, but Travis Scott is not the best feature artist. So, uh, <laughs> That's very um, true. Yeah. He, he yeah, pulled that, a little bit of a Kadarius Tony on that one. Yeah, that was, that was very disappointing. I was excited to hear them together, and then Uzi was amazing, and then Travis came on. I was like, what? Travis Travis has never been the best feature artist. He's never been a great feature artist. Um, But my number six album, uh, like I said, for the longest time was my album of the year, but it just fell. Better music came out and it didn't live up to the test. It was more of a summer album, but still, obviously, number six, The Age of Pleasure by Janelle Monae. Uh, Elijah already talked about it. I love this album. I love Float, um, Lipstick Lover, uh, No Better. Um, so really good features on here, but overall she just does what a great artist does and makes great music, whether she has a great feature or whether she's by herself. Um, the only thing I'll add to, apart from what Elijah has already said, this is not her best album, Dirty Computer, which in my opinion, won the album of the year for the Grammys that year. Forget the fact that Casey Musgraves actually won it. Dirty Computer deserved it that year. Uh, That is her best album, though. That is just artistically, like, just what it's saying along with how it sounds is better. But this album, for what it is, being just a summer album, fun to listen to, um, that's what it is, and that's what it provided for us. And it continues to stand up to that. It also sounds really good on vinyl. Um, I'm not going to say too much about that because we've already talked about it a decent bit. Okay, so uh, looks like we're on to our top five now, right? Top five. Whew. All right. So this is where it gets interesting because I, I have a feeling that I feel confident that we have two albums, two, two of the same albums in our top five, I think. I agree. I agree. Uh, but I don't think that you have this one in your top five. But I'm going to say is I say, and then you pray for me by West Side Gun. Um, this, this album, I know, I know you're laughing. I know. And I'm just going to just find saying that I really enjoyed this album. That's all I can say. I, I really, I really loved this album. Like it, it's, it's crazy to me because I'm not even the biggest West Side Gun fan like that. But for some reason, this album was just in my rotation all year long. Um, <laughs> Logan's laughing, and that's why that's why I'm so glad that we did this. I'm <laughs> glad I gave him the entertainment. 
<laughs> so um, I'm just gonna leave it at that. And I'm gonna let Logan say his, his piece because I really, <laughs> I love it. You 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 really had that album in your top five? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And you had the guts to say that you didn't think I'd put it in mine, but you wanted it in yours. <laughs> Confirm. Okay, so uh, I'm I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just going to go on to my number five, which is and then you pray for me by West Side Gun. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. Um, (laughs) That's hilarious. That was amazing. That was an amazing way to draw that up. Um, Wow. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Great album. West Side Gun's one of my favorite artists in the game right now. Uh, He is the best curator, like a la. Dr. Dre or DJ Khaled with talent. Um, But he also raps on this album a lot more than he did on a lot of his previous projects. It very much brings in the same artistic um, style that he had on uh, Pray for Paris, which in my opinion was his best album prior to this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, I go back and forth forth between that one and 10, uh, his Hitler Wears Our Mace chapter 10 album. But, oh, for an hour and 15 long, an hour and 15 minute, 21 song album, rap album especially. Rap albums don't usually last that long. If it was like a Lana Del Rey album, like one of those really artistic pop albums or a rock album, sure. But rap usually does not hold up well being that long. This one does. Um, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that That is that is hilarious. I I, I don't know. I, I didn't think you would have your top five. I thought you would have had said it earlier, uh, like in the top ten, honestly. But I, that's amazing I that we literally I, both had it. <laughs> I didn't think you'd have it in your top five. I I thought I thought for sure you'd have it in your top twenty five. But once we got to five, t- ten, I was like, oh, he's just not gonna have it. <laughs> no, I mean this this I mean this album stood out to me a lot too. I mean, like I remember when we talked about it when we uh when we talked about it on uh, the podcast back in October when we we went over it and I really said like I loved I love this album I think there was a lot of there was so much good even though it was a very long album you know considering where hip-hop usually where hip-hop is um I didn't feel like it was a slog to get through I felt like it was still a great album to 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 listen to from from uh top to bottom um and I just I, I I loved all the features man I felt like all the features were amazing you know I feel like the best feature for me was obviously um, well, I, I thought that the the uh, Jid on Mama's Primetime was Chef's Kiss. He was Chef's yeah, Kiss on yeah. that. Um, but I think that Stove God Cooks, I still don't know who that is, but he, he may have been the star of this album. <laughs> Honestly, he's on, what, three, three or four songs, and each one of those songs he did great on. Um, Stove God Cooks was whoever he is, or whoever they are, just great. But yeah, I mean that's hilarious that we both have this album at number five. But you know that that goes to show you we we both feel like this album was really really good. And it's very very deserving yeah. to be there. Um, now this one, if you have this one, I I, I I'm gonna say you're spying on me or something because I don't believe you have this one. But <laughs> <laughs> so for my number my number four album, I have um what I didn't tell you about Coco Jones. Okay, so. So, this is probably my favorite. Hold on a second, sorry. This is my favorite, um, strictly R and B album of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it's funny because I didn't even I didn't even listen to the full album until after the Grammy episode, and I had to like you know we we had to listen to it, and I listened to it, and I was like, why did I not listen to this before? <laughs> um, Coco Jones is um, kind of like Victoria Monet. Coco Jones is a newer newer ish artist. She's not. I don't think she's. I think she's actually a little bit newer than uh, Victoria Monet because Victoria Monet has been releasing music since like 2018. But either either way, um, Coco Jones. Amazing voice, amazing voice as well. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she has a little bit more of a a a, a deeper, um, a little bit deeper voice than Victoria Monet and uh, um, um, Summer Walker, but it's so beautiful when she sings and um, the songs that she that are really really great off this album. I mean, obviously, I see you is you know the song off this album, but simple with yeah. her and Babyface. <laughs> Her and Babyface sound amazing together. Um, Double Back is a great song as well. Caliber, I mean, really, all, all 11 songs. There's 11 songs, tw- 32 minutes, so kind of just like Victoria Monet's album. Not super long, but what what it doesn't have in quantity, it makes up for it severely in quantity. Like, the qu- quality, sorry. The quality, quality. <laughs> is, yeah, sorry. <laughs> the quality, it makes up for it in quality. The quality is amazing. Like, there, there's there's not a single album, a song on this album that I skip. Or that I that I don't mm-hmm. want to listen to. When I listen to this album front to back, I listen to it twice in a row, which I've never done. I've never done before. But I listened to it uh from top to bottom and then I went back up and said, Let me listen to this again because this album was so good. I gotta make sure I'm I gotta make sure I'm not just huffing copium or something. Yeah. But no, um for real, I, I really think that this album is deserving. I know this one is up for um R and B album of the year for sure. Yeah, it might even absolutely. be up for album of the year as well. Um but I, it's a travesty if this doesn't win R&B, R&B album of the year. And if it wins album of the year, I also would not be surprised. I think it's very much deserving of that. Um, I think Coco Jones is another artist who is, um, again, we, we're talking about um, just, just to kind of bash on Diddy some more because we're talking about him. We talk about how to save R&B. Um, but at the end of the day, the people who are going to say quote unquote save R&B. It doesn't need to be saved, but if they're going to save R&B, it's going to be people like Coco Jones, people like Victoria Monet, people like Janelle Monet. <laughs> you know, these these artists who are um, you know, relatively new, you know, they're not necessarily new new, but like blowing up now and just the quality of music is amazing. Um, but again, going back to what I didn't tell you, I I honestly believe that if you haven't heard oh sorry, I'm actually looking at the Deluxe. The Deluxe is uh 11 songs. I don't know if the regular album is 11 songs or not but um point being if you uh if you haven't listened to this song this album listen to it you will love it you will love it um you'll you'll find at least i'm I'm confident you'll find at least three songs off this album that you'll like um yeah i yeah (laughs) i can't say enough good things about this album yeah, uh, I mean, no, you're right. That one's not in my top 25. Um, barely, ba- barely did miss the cut, and that's mostly because I was late to it and haven't had enough time to let it gestate and grow on me. Um, mm-hmm. I could have seen it being towards the uh, back end of my top 25 somewhere in there had I gotten on it a little bit earlier and um, lived with it a little bit longer. Um, I knew it was an album that would probably crack yours. Um, I'm very impressed with how high it is. What was that number four? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I yeah. think it is. I think it is a fantastic album that 
uh, is deserving of that. Again, another another great R and B album in a year that R and B got saved by a terrible R and B album. So there you go. Um, did he did his job? I guess R and B saved. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> that being said, that being said, my number four album comes from an artist that had been blowing up. Uh, I didn't start listening to her until this year, but she had been blowing up, uh, I think, since last year or the year before. That would be Leve with her album Bewitched. Uh, we talked about this in an episode of this podcast. Uh, I, be- I believe I described this as an album that while you listen to it, it's almost like you go to an art gallery. And I know I've talked how much, how all of these albums are just pure art, uh, but this one more so than pretty much the rest of them. It's like you're at an art gallery as a person who's never – like you, you went there on a date, right? You're a person who's never really been that big of a fan of just like art on a canvas, you know, uh, especially some of that that doesn't even look like real art. Like, you know what I mean? But you're just looking at one of them. And all of a sudden it touches your soul and you're like, oh, my God, I get it. I know what everyone else is talking about. I see how this is a priceless piece of paper. <laughs> That's what this album did to me. Not that I didn't expect to enjoy it, but just I listened to it. I was like, oh, my God, this is art, and it's touching me in my soul. Um, she has a beautiful voice. It gets very deep. Lovesick is a beautiful song. Letter to My 13-Year-Old Self is a beautiful song. Um, the entire album is beautiful. Beautiful cannot be used too many times to describe this album. Um I said I really enjoy her voice. I enjoy how different it can be because I've, and she's from Iceland. You don't really, really listen to artists from Iceland. So it's given you a, per, a pretty new perspective on the world to a degree. Uh, she, again, she has a unique sound. Um, God. <laughs> I, this was not – when I listened to this album, this was not one that I said, oh, my God, yeah. Going into it, I expect this to be in my top 25, let alone my number four, my top in my top five. Um Let's just say she has a new fan for life. If she disappoints from here on out, I will always go back to this album and remember how much I loved it. Um, and again, it's another one that I would say, if you like music, you should enjoy it. Okay. Fair, fair. Um, you know, and, and it's very it's very justified in what Logan said, because I remember when his album dropped, he he's just saying the same thing since that album dropped. So I, I I truly believe and I understand why he has it where he has it because he's been consistently talking about it at the same level since since it since they first listened to it. Mm-hmm. So no, I I definitely understand why you have it there. I have to I started listening to it myself. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this one's also up for a Grammy, right? Um, I think that one's also I up don't, for a Grammy. I don't I don't think so actually. Really? Huh? Maybe. Maybe I'm just remembering wrong. I don't. At the very least, it's not up for album of the year, and I felt like it was deserving of that. Let me. Let me. You keep talking. Let me uh, pull up the Wikipedia page and see. Gotcha. Okay. So, oh wait, here it is. Here. It's nominated for okay. best traditional pop vocal album. So a very obscure category, in my opinion. Should have been up for more. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Um, so now we'll move on to number three. Um, this one, very interesting. Uh, this is an artist that like we've been wanting to drop music for so long. He's and gonna do it. He's gonna do it. 
finally did. And um, I have Lahai by Sanfa. Son of a gun. <laughs> I, have, I have a feeling. This is what I said. This is one of the ones I thought I, I thought you would have up here too. So I, I wasn't sure where you would have it, but I have it three. Um, so I, I'll talk, and I'm sure then Logan will talk about it too. But I mean, Sanfa is someone who's been around for for quite a while, actually. You know, he's been around for a while, but he has he's been more of an artist that um, hops on other people's music and makes it better. Um, he's like he's like Ty Dolla Sign. If Ty Dolla Sign made got, was on less songs and was a better singer, and Sanfa just is like Sanfa's like the ultimate. Like you put him on the song, and it's ultimate. It's it's going to be emotional. It's going to be. It's going to sound amazing, and it's going to it's going to flow well. Um, that being said, going to his album, yeah, his album is some 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 crazy man. I it it it, it really really stood out to me a lot because it it, it just like the sound. We I mean we talked about this on the podcast before too, but the sound quality of this album is something. It's probably the best sounding album this year, honestly, in my opinion. Um, I think just his voice, along with the along with the beat or the the production quality, I should say, and just the the way everything flows, it's 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 such a beautiful album. Um, I don't say this often because usually when you say this, people think about this as like a an insult. But this is the type of album that I can listen to and go to sleep to. But like. Mm-hmm. When I say that, I mean like I'll have the best sleep of my life because I'm listening to this album. Um, you know, some people people like to listen to like rain, thunderstorms, those type of things to go to sleep. This album kind of is like that peaceful type of like that gives me that type of peace. You know, it's weird because you know thunderstorms aren't necessarily peaceful, but for some, for for me at least, especially. Um, going to sleep to them is very peaceful and this album just mm-hmm. is that type of same level for me um i mean i just really loved i loved um i think jonathan l siegel was a great song uh spirit mm-hmm. 2 2.0 i should say was a great song suspended suspended amazing mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i mean i i could go on and on but um I don't know if Logan has this one at number three as well, but if he has a number three, I'm going to pass it to him so he can say some more about it too. Um, but yeah, this album, I, I love this album. I just loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had it at number three. Um, okay. I love Sampha. Uh, I loved his debut album process. I have that on vinyl. I cannot wait till I get this one on vinyl. Um, I have to find it in a store or order it, man, because it's so beautiful. It's even better than Process. And Process was one of my favorite albums of, when did that come out? 2017? Yeah. Um, like you said, Suspended. Beautiful. Freaking. That is what I imagine an angel sounds like. Only uh, is one of my favorite songs on here. Like you said, Jonathan L. Siegel. I, I, mean, I can name every single song on this album. Those are just some that I think are the most beautiful sounding. Um, as an artist, he paints a perfect picture uh as a vocal performance it's probably the best of this year um under normal circumstances this probably should have won album of the year but i just enjoyed the other two more but just as an overall crafting of a project with the sound and what he's saying on it this is probably the best album this year 
It's just not my favorite. Right. It's my third favorite. <laughs> yeah. And I can agree on that. I think that uh, I, I wholeheartedly agree with what Logan, Logan said. Actually, my, my top two albums, I think that I think that this album is better than those top two, but I just don't think that I think the top two are more. I like them more. as a, They're my favorite albums more than this one. But I, let's not say this is a bad album. I will say I'm very curious. I have a feeling of what one of your next two will be. But I have no idea what the other one will be because I know it will not be the same as one of mine. Yeah, you're going to so be... I'm very I'm, curious. You're going to be surprised, put it that way. Um, okay. You're going to be surprised. Um but to be fair, this is something we've talked about before. Um, it was a long time ago, so you probably won't be able to think about it off the top of the head. Um, but it's another R&B album, actually, um, okay. for number two. Um, for number two, I have Falling or Flying by Georgia Smith. Uh, yep, yep, good one, good one, good choice. So, um, and, and just to be clear, Really, I should call. I, I really want to say this is two A and La High is two B, because mm-hmm. I think that they're kind of on the same level to me. And but I mean, obviously, we're doing the top twenty-five, so I didn't want to do anything weird like that. So I just put it you know, like that. But they're both interchangeable for me, in my opinion, honestly, in, in terms of where they could go for me. Um, but talking specifically about falling, falling and flying, this is Georgia Smith's um, second album. Actually, um, she. Her debut album was five years ago, 2018. So kind of similar to something like uh, a Black, for example. Although Black had two albums before he dropped his third album this year. But mm-hmm. Georgia Smith, is this is her follow-up to her debut album. And um, I think that for someone who hasn't um, someone who hasn't released an album in five years, and this is her, only her second album, I think she, she hit it out the park. I think this is a great album. Um I think that she recaptured a lot of she captured a lot of what drew people to her in the very first place. She was able to kind of bottle bottle it up in a bottle again and release it all on one album, but also mm-hmm. show growth at the same time while staying in her her same lane, which is something I really appreciate, especially from from R and B artists. I think that's actually so. Just to clarify this, um, hip hop artists, I like to see growth a lot because sure stay in your lane is fine but hip-hop sometimes staying in your lane gets boring because you can only do so much but r&b just because of what the type of music it is staying in your lane and being able to continue to draw that same feeling is actually a positive because um you know r&b is not about growth you don't have to grow in r&b because r&b is about being vulnerable if you're vulnerable and you can sing it's probably going to sound good and that's exactly what this album is. It's a vulnerable song, a vulnerable album, and George Smith can obviously sing. It sounds amazing. I mean, I, I really, I really love this album, and I love that. Again, I love the fact that this is a follow up, a five year, five years in the making, and I love that she's still able to capture attention like this. Um, and for a song, for an album that's sixteen songs, it's only forty four minutes. It's really not that long considering the amount of songs that are on this album. So, yeah. um, it it. it flows very well goes very well um i think that for anybody who um you know if you if you listen to george smith's first album this is a great follow-up to that if you never listen to george smith this is a great 
intro album into her. Um, again, she only has two albums, so it's not very hard to go through her discography. But this is a very, I mean, this is my, my number two album for a reason. I really loved it. I loved it when we first heard it, um, and it's kind of stayed in in my rotation. I mean, all these albums in the top 10 have stayed in my rotation, obviously. But this one has been, you know, up there in my rotation, just like number one was, is, I should say, just like number three, you know, La Hyatt has been, just like Coco Jones has been. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just I just love this album. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is another album that you have up here that was just outside of my top 25. Um mm-hmm. I remember when the, when we first talked about this album, I didn't really know what exactly to think about it other than that it was just fun to listen to and easy to listen to. Uh, mm-hmm. Going back to it, I need to go back to it more, but going back to it recently, um, I definitely solidified my thoughts a little bit more on it. I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I think it's beautiful. I think that she's a great artist. I think she's elevating herself as an artist. I think the one thing that held me back is I can still see that next level that she can reach. Um mm-hmm. And God, I cannot wait for that to happen because then she is going to be the best female R&B artist out right now, maybe next to SZA, um, which again, male or female, that puts her honestly, female R&B artists are generally better than male R&B artists anyways. But um, <laughs> that's going to put her at like best of the best, you know, um, seems like we're going to have the same number one album of the year. Uh, and, and again, I will say we did not discuss this. Um, but let's just say if we don't have the same one, Elijah's very wrong. Um, uh, but my number two, uh, Elijah's not going to talk about this one. He didn't listen to this one. He doesn't like country music. But my number two album of the year is a country album, man. Um, Zach Bryan by Zach Bryan. Uh, obviously self-titled. I talked about this album a lot over the last couple of episodes. It's an album that kind of flew under the radar. And then as I started to expand my music taste, I was like, well, let me get some country in there. Um, and I always like classic country, but I was like, let me get some new country. I just started Googling, like, who are some newer country artists? And then I found ways to filter through into what my taste would be. And finally, I saw the name Zach Bryan. I was like, oh, I've heard about him. You know, I think he's kind of pretty popular. Um, I didn't realize he had dropped an album this year. But when I found this album, I was like, ah, you know, it looks interesting. The first song is the first track is not even a song. It's Fear and Fridays in parentheses poem. So it starts with a poem. Um that's one super unique for a country album, uh, but this is more than just a country album, and this is why I'll recommend this album specifically to you, Elijah, as someone who's not a country fan. Uh, this, this is honestly more alt-country slash folk-type music for modern for modern day. Um, let's just say, like, on his Wikipedia page, it describes him as a vocalist. A, like what instruments he plays vocals guitar and harmonica how many country artists okay. do you know play harmonica so like again just kind of getting back into that how i mentioned with lana del rey uh bob dylan uh and it, not saying that bob dylan influenced zach bryan but like bob dylan was very big on playing the harmonica um and that kind of went downhill from there not downhill in a bad way but downhill in a influence way um over time the second track first song on this album as probably my most played song of the last three months. Um, East Side of Sorrow is a beautiful song. Uh, hey Driver, to me, that's a really fun song. To, that's probably the most country song on this album, uh, but that's a really fun song to just play while you're driving down back roads. I know that sounds very country to say, but I mean, honestly, um, he has Casey Musgraves featured on here. Um, he has the Lumineers featured on here, which I'm not a big Lumineers fan, um, but... 
their song together spotless is really easy and fun to listen to overall it's just it, it gets very personal um it's very laid down it's almost like he's talking to you at times um not that he's not singing it, not that he doesn't have the most beautiful voice i'm not gonna say but he does sound good sounds really good but uh, like mm-hmm. the entire time he's singing but it just feels like he's having a conversation with you telling you about himself um I never expected for a country album to be in my top five, top ten. Um, but just the way I connected with this one so much, like I said with um, Leve, Zach Bryan has earned a fan for life. I've gone through and listened to all the rest of his music, really enjoyed it. But I think that this has been the peak of his artistry up to this point, and I hope he only continues because um, if this isn't the peak, Oh, the places he'll go, to quote Dr. Seuss. Wow. So um, I, I'm also surprised Logan has a, a country album at number two. But I will say Logan has very much said multiple times, uh, both on the podcast and outside the podcast, how much he likes his album. So it doesn't surprise me that it's this album that's number two. Um, you know, I think this is probably, I mean, if it wasn't for what I'm assuming his number one is, if, I'm sure this that Zach Bryan album will be his number one if this number one wasn't, you know, around. Um, so I guess we can go ahead and go with number one. Um, <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> so my number one album of this year um, is Championships by Meek Mill. Um, so we'll go back to <laughs> I swear to God. That is so- they don't get they don't get the joke. They don't get the joke. Oh my god. I hate you. So just to lay it out, just to lay it out. Oh my god. We when we lived together back when we were still in college, we tried to start a podcast talking about music and sports, and it, we just happened to record the first episode in January. We were like, let's talk about our top five albums from last year, whatever. Um and the year was 2020 so you're talking about 2019 albums and this if you don't know championships came out in 2018 Mm. and he mentioned it (laughs) and i just i we were sitting right next to each other like i said we lived together and i just looked at him i didn't say anything and i was so (laughs) embarrassed thank god that episode never released oh god funny 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 story yeah that, that was that was a little inside joke but you know, I I, I kind of had I had to do that a little because I, I needed to see his reaction. <laughs> oh god! And I literally made a point before we started recording. I said, "Hey, listen, just reminding you of this story that what happened. Please tell me none of your albums are from 2022. <laughs> Double check." So um, no, but for real, the my real number one is um is uh, Utopia by Travis Scott. Um, you know, I. I figured, honestly, I'm sure yours, yours is the same one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I figured so. Um, yeah, I, I guess for this one, since we both know, we can kind of both talk about it. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start. This album had so much hype, so much promotion around it, so much, like, there was so mm-hmm. much buildup for this album. Um, and it's crazy to say, I could almost... You could almost even say this album was slightly disappointing in terms of the build up and <laughs> just how much it was it. built up, yeah. Right. But that being said, um as a project on its own, ignoring all that previous build up to it, like this is this is just the best album, definitely best hip hop album of the year, bar none. Um Yeah. 
I just, I mean, you know, I, we, we're both big Travis Scott fans and um, this isn't his best album, but I mean, he's on a, he's on a run right now of albums where like his worst album is better than most artists, best albums. <coughs> um, you know, I, one thing I really liked about this album, this album is that um, the sound is very, it's weird. The sound of this album is kind of like, is both all over the place, but also very much focused at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Like I say, it's all over the place because there's a bunch of different sounds on this album. But he's very again, you know, we're talking about Travis Scott, who's a you know also producer, very good curator of music. Uh, he has all these different sounds together, and they all sound great together. It all flows well together. Um, you know, I, I really love that, um, like Modern Jam, for example. My first listen when I heard Modern Jam, I was like, "I love this! <laughs> I love this so much! I loved how it um it just sounded so different from anything else he's ever did." Um, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it also sounds like it sounds like Travis Scott too, you know. And he seamless, seamlessly makes all these sounds sound like his something he would do no matter what, you know. Um. And for for a nineteen song album, it's a little bit on the longer side, is you know hour fifteen minutes. But again, I mean, me personally as a huge Travis Scott fan, he could have he could have done another fifteen, twenty, thirty minutes, yep. and I still would have still would have loved this album. Still would have yep. loved this album, especially if it kept if it kept the same type of uh, vibes as the rest of everything else. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I don't want to go too too deep into it because I want Logan to talk about it as well. Um, we can talk some more about it, but I'll go ahead and pass it to you so you can talk some more about it. Yeah. Yeah, so like you said, album of the year, Utopia, Travis Scott. I have this on vinyl. I showed it off in an episode previously. Uh, mm-hmm. I got one of the um, alternate covers off of his website. Oh, man. So the hype behind this album, you already talked about that. I am one of the people that was lucky enough, thanks to uh, my buddy Ty, he got two tickets to the Circus Maximus Um theater showing the night before utopia actually dropped and that was at a point where we still weren't 100 percent sure that utopia was dropping that night right you know we weren't 100 percent sure until we pulled up our um streaming service and saw it up there which for elijah was at 12 o'clock for me i was a little bit late because spotify crashed and i got to it about 12 20 it took yeah. 20 minutes to get that mug to load man um <laughs> thankfully i had gone to see circus maximus wearing my um tra- my Cactus Jack Air Force Ones, um, got the free shirt out of it. And let me tell you, that movie was weird. I did not understand it at all for the first <laughs> 20 minutes of it because it was just different. You were seeing different things, and it was it, it would have little clips of the music. And then the next, like, 30 minutes was just straight up a concert that he had recorded, basically. That was the cool part where he got to debut some of the songs, including Modern Jam, which when I heard it there, I was like, I don't know, man. This is weird. But then getting home and listening to it again on, on there, it's definitely one of my favorite songs. He gets very heartfelt on a song like uh, My Eyes. Mm-hmm. And the features on here, man, you already brought up Tizo, which this was my introduction to Tizo, who I thought on here sounded like Andre 3000. I thought that was awesome. Um, right. But he has a great, another great, obviously not as big as um, Sicko Mode, but another great feature by Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably my favorite song on this album, Fiend, which features Playboy Cardi, gets freaking Beyonce on here. 21 Savage sounds good with him. Uh, he gets mm-hmm. The Weeknd and Sway Lee together. Um, 
Young Thug's on here. Freaking West Side Gun sounds amazing with him. Kid Cudi, obviously, we know they have great chemistry. SZA and Future on the same track. James Blake in 2021 20, shows up again on that same track. And then even the worst track on here has Bad Bunny in the weekend. Um, that's honestly the only the only skip, if you will. Um, and really, that was just to be a single. Like, I don't even feel like that song would have been on this album if not for the power of those two artists alone and for making it a single. And it's not as bad as people act like it is. It's just definitely the worst out of the 19. And just to go even further, looking like I have all of my playlists downloaded to my Spotify so I can play them anywhere. So whenever I, whenever I say that I can tell what songs I have on a playlist, that's because they're all downloaded. I have 14 of the 19 songs downloaded. So they're on a playlist and there's more that could be. It's just, at some point, you have to be a little picky, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say that, but I really feel like with this is one of those albums where it's like, I, I have all the songs downloaded, honestly, to buy the music. Mm-hmm. I have them saved in my library so I can listen to it. If I want to listen to the whole album, I can, no matter where I am. Yeah. And like, okay, I, I'll, I'll agree with you. K-pop is definitely the worst song on this album. But again, that's like saying, like, that's like saying, um, What's a, what's a good description of it? Um, that's like saying silver is worse than gold. Like, yes, it is, but like, it's, it's still, still valuable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you know, people people hate the song, and I I kind of get it. But also, this song that song felt more like a it felt more like a Hotline Bling situation, like you know, views where it felt like um, yeah. Drake threw Hotline Bling on there just because it became such a big song. I feel like K-pop was thrown on this album specifically because it was released as a single and you had Bad Bunny in the weekend. So obviously it was going to be big no matter what. Um, yeah. it, it, it just doesn't really fit with the theme, the flow of most of this album. So like, I'm, I'm assuming they just threw it on there just because, you know, sometimes artists do that, unfortunately, which I don't like. But I think that it's a good I think it's I think the rest of the album is good enough. And I think the song's not bad enough for, for it to ruin oh, yeah. that experience for me. Um, yeah, but yeah. This this album has probably my favorite Travis Scott um, solo song. I know, I know, is like my favorite, like just Travis song. Yeah, I think. Uh, it, I don't know what it is about that song, but he's just it's a great song. Um, I mean, like like Logan said, all the features, but I can name you all the songs I love. So I already said I know Modern Jam. I love, I, I love Sirens, Fiend, Meltdown, Del Resto, which I which I had to point out. He got freaking Beyonce on a song. Mm-hmm. Who is getting Beyonce on songs anymore? No, Beyonce has not been featured on a song in years. <laughs> like yeah. the only music she's on is her own music. So he got Beyonce on there, and it's great because you know they're both from Houston, so it's even better. Like to have. Yep. It's it's crazy. This is their first collaboration, but did, definitely didn't disappoint. Um, Topia Twins, I loved. Of course, Circus, Mac- Circus Maximus. I love Schizo. I feel like Young Thug, um, more than his album, Young Thug sounded great on this song, um, mm-hmm. which, you know, potentially could have been recorded before he went to you know, prison, of course. But um, either way, he just sounded he sounded good on this song with Travis Scott. Uh, Telekinesis, Sizz, oh my God, SZA. Like, it might as well be a SZA song, honestly. <laughs> the, way, the way SZA takes over that song, Telekinesis is it basically is a scissor song featuring Travis and Future, honestly. And it's yeah. crazy to say that on Travis's album, but that's that's how it feels. But and that's not an insult to Travis because that's great by him getting Scissor to be on that song because that she fits so amazing on that beat. It's a very up, otherworldly beat. It's a very, very just perfect beat for her. Um 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like we could probably go on for 15, 20 minutes discussing this album, talking about how good this album is. Um, so I'm going to just ask this before we go. Where do you think it ranks amongst his uh, his discography? Probably third. I'd okay. say an argument for second. I think Rodeo still is best. Okay. Um, yeah, agreed. I lean towards Astroworld being over Utopia, but sitting with it some more, I could see myself changing up on that. Uh, but yeah, right now I would say third, right behind Astroworld. Clearly okay. ahead of the rest of the pack. Yeah, I actually, I actually, I wouldn't. I loved Astroworld, but I could see this album being over Astroworld, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I think, I, like I said, this album, again, we've said it before. And again, this album could be qualified as a dis- classified as a disappointment because of the hype around it. But if you just ignore the hype around it and it, it take the album for what it is, this isn't, mm-hmm. this was an amazing album. You know, it, it was just a great album. Um, and it's unfortunate that it came in this year where the music wasn't that great. Um, but at the same time, you know, that made it the best album of this year in terms of, uh, hip hop at least. Um, and yeah, I mean, to, to me, I just, I, I can't see any argument for this not to be number one. Like, yeah. I, I can't think of anything else I could put over this. And, um, I, I hate I hate to say that like, I kind of made that decision when I first heard this album, but when I first heard this album, I was like, "This is probably going to be my album of the year." Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I kind of made that determination. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. I was the same. I was pretty much the same way. Um, I had a little bit of shuffling here and there, but once I got towards November, uh, I knew this was going to finish. And unless the Kanye and Ty album dropped and it was actually great, um, which who knows if it will be or not, or if it will ever actually come out. That was kind of the only hope going forward. Um, let me throw this out there. Uh, one one day when I was sub- substituting in a classroom, uh, one of the freshman kid that I was talking to, kids I was talking to, he knows how much I like music. Uh, I'll just get sidetracked if you get me talking about music. He asked me how I would rank, like what I would say were the top three or whatever um, Travis albums. And of course I said Rodeo was his best. Well, he goes down this rabbit hole and says Rodeo would be like his, I don't remember, he said fourth or fifth best. Um, I can't remember if Birds in the Trap was ahead of it. I know that he put Utopia and Astroworld ahead of it, which I disagree with, but whatever. The other one that I know for a fact he put ahead of Rodeo was Huncho Jack Jack Huncho. Don't laugh. Because what the heck? That not not only is that better, not only is that not better than what I would say is the best trap album of all time. Huncho Jack Jack Huncho is not a good album. It's bad. I look. I remember when Huncho Jack Jack Huncho came out, and it was it was it was cool for a couple of weeks, you know. But no, no, no. Yeah, right. You said he, he freshman, so fourteen, so maybe even thirteen. Either way, either way. So I can understand. Hey, but he was young. He was young. He was young. But yeah, dang, man. Oh. I, listen, like 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 Logan said, Rodeo was probably the best trap album of all time. There's just no. There's, yeah. Rodeo was is going to be 
hard for Travis to ever surpass Rodeo. And that's that's crazy. Yeah. He sets such a high standard for himself. Um, but on his, on his debut album. On his debut album. But, you know, I think that, you know, ignoring ignoring Huncho Jack, Jack Huncho, and Jack Boyce, because, you know, those are, <laughs> those, are, those are collab albums. So I'm going to not yeah. on his, 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 yeah. his discography. His, was it, four albums now? Yeah, four albums. I would say is Rodeo, Utopia, Astral World, Birds in the Trap. And even though I'm saying mm-hmm. Birds in the Trap is, you know, the worst, quote unquote, that's it's not bad at all. It, it's again, yeah. his worst album is probably some artists' best album. Most artists' best album. Yeah. So it's, um Yeah, it's clear it's a clear fourth. It's that's a clear fourth for him, but it is still a really good project. Has some really good songs on it. It's just Travis as a trap artist, very few trap artists are able to do this, but he crafts very cohesive albums. Mm-hmm. Um, he just finds a soundscape and builds around that. That one was the least focused of all of his albums, and that's really what detracts from it compared to all the other ones. Um, honestly, I feel like Asteroid and Utopia do the best job of finding one soundscape and building on that. Yeah, um, Even Rodeo doesn't do as good of a job at that, but Rodeo is just better as an album in my opinion um i think that's not what we're that's not what we're here to talk about <laughs> right right yeah we, we can talk about travis scott in another episode because i'm sure we we'll want to um yeah but yeah so now that we finished you know this this is um you know that's our top 25 um we talked about a lot of albums i feel like um and i feel like yeah. for the most part i like both of our lists i feel like we both have you know we both have clear differences but we also have a lot of the similar song uh, albums um on the list Few of them, you know, obviously different places or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of figured we'd have the same number one. Honestly, I figured. Yeah, was, you know, I, I kind of figured that. I figured going into it, you know. But I'm I'm pleasantly surprised to see like how different but yet similar our lists were. You know, like yeah. of course you had more. You know, you had metal. I didn't have any of there. Of course, you had a yeah. couple country in there. You had a Christian rap in there. But like, aside from that, like we have very similar think thinking you know and i love i loved hearing that like even the ones that weren't on your list or my list or whatever we still were considering like you consider a lot of ones i had you know you were kind yeah. of considering them on your your top 25 as well um um i think i can speak for us both though i think this year you know again i think this year was just a very good year for music in general um yeah not, you know ignoring hip-hop just overall music there's a lot of good music that came out this year mm-hmm. and I'm very excited for um, for next year, for 2024. I really think that hip-hop is going to have a, a reconnaissance. I think that we're going to have a lot yeah. of... Uh, uh, I think that there's going to be... There's a huge potential for a lot of good to happen in hip-hop, but I also think that we're going to see a lot of good music across the board next year as well. I just think it's yeah. going to be a very good year. I agree. Well, I would say this is probably the... Honestly, this is probably worse a worse year for hip hop than 2019, but this is the worst year since 2019 for hip hop. And that's including Mm -hmm. a year where music was mostly shut down because of pandemic. Anyways, people just weren't releasing, which made no sense to me other than the fact that they couldn't tour, but like streaming numbers were up. Right. Uh, But either way, um, overall, like, like I said, worst year since 2019. So we have to assume it's going to be better next year. Good chance. Tyler, the creator drops. He usually drops every other year. So the fact that he took off this year has me thinking maybe he'll drop next year and have something really freaking good. Um, cause he took more time to craft it. Even if he doesn't, there are other big artists who could be dropping. Um, 
We'll still most likely. We'll still Kanye West will drop next year. Most likely. <laughs> if rumors are that he'll drop December thirty first at this point, but who knows? Um, can't count on that. For some reason, I just have this gut feeling we'll get an Eminem album because it's been a long time. I don't know why. I don't know why I feel that. It's just something that maybe it's because I'm white. I feel like I know. <laughs> I mean, um, it is about time for an Eminem album. Yeah. But no, I mean, honestly, we don't know what's coming next year. It'll be a little while till we do know. January usually starts off slow. Um, so... We'll find out as we go along, though. There's definitely going to be some more good music coming out next year. We're going to continue to expand our music palettes. Um, there were a couple times where uh, once or twice where Elijah said an album. And I was like, oh, I haven't listened to that or I definitely didn't listen to it enough. Um, a lot of times where I felt like I hadn't listened to it enough. And mm-hmm. Elijah, I'm sure you can say the same thing. There were plenty of times where I said now, but you're like, oh, I haven't listened to that. I'll listen to it now. Our goal next year is to decrease the amount of times that happens to say we listen to all of these albums we listen to them somewhat extensively the bad albums less so but like the albums that were really good um and that's my goal for us also that we tell each other hey i love this album i want you to listen to it and sit with it so that we can both like talk whether you like it or not you Mm -hmm. know if i really like it at least sit with it exactly yep that's my goal for us if we both hate them shove them <laughs> exactly and i think that um i think as as long as you know in terms of us making content for you guys as long as you guys continue to like this that's something we want to continue to do yeah. and we're, we're gonna you know this is our, our first time doing it we haven't even you know it's been what maybe six months if even that um it's it been less yeah. than six months so you know we're still yeah. we started in august yeah so we're still we're still growing we're still learning and we're hoping that you know we'll take what we learned from this year taking what we've done this year um, start over fresh in 2024 and really come out with some great content for you guys. And like, like Logan said, like my focus, and I know his focus is always this as well, but my focus especially is to re- expand out and um, to do a better job of listening to all types of genres of music. Um, mm-hmm. Except country. Country is the only he one. Will listen to, the only- he, no, no, you are going to listen to country. I will you, listen to <laughs> you are a co-host of a music podcast. You're going to listen to some dang country. I I will listen to whatever Logan suggests me when it comes to country. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to I'm not uh, listen, I'm not going to tell you to listen to bad country. I'll 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 take that bullet and like I listened to the Morgan Wallen album. I told him not to. But I did ask you to listen to Zach Ryan, dang it. <laughs> You know what? I have I have his album saved. I am going to listen to that. But before the end of the year, I will listen to it because I do have his album saved. All right. So, All right. So you got I, 12 days. <laughs> and, but, and one hour, you officially have 11 days. <laughs> but, you know, on, on that note, guys, we um we really appreciate you guys for, um you know, for giving us the follows, giving us the likes, giving us the mm-hmm. comments. You know, we really appreciate you guys for checking us out and this is our last episode for this year, but we're still going to be putting out, um, we're still going to be doing stuff on TikTok. In fact, I'm sure we'll be doing more on TikTok. So this isn't the last content you'll see from us for this year. Yeah. But um, this is the last episode that we'll have for this year. Um, but we're, we're ready to go for next year. Um, we have, you know, we have some great ideas to start the year off with. Um, and hopefully we do get at least a couple of good albums in January. I mean, like I said, January yeah. is usually kind of a slow month, but you know, we get a couple of good albums. Hey, we'll rock with that. Um, yeah. But 
as far as everything, like I said, please, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, you know, remember to like, comment, subscribe, uh, you know, share it to anybody who you think might be interested in this one. This one's a really long episode, so I won't be surprised if you guys don't want to listen to the whole thing. But, you know, if you made it this far, thank you for being here, number one. Yeah. This is almost three hours. But, you know, um, just even if you just wanted somebody to hear like a couple of albums, share it with them, please. It helps us out even yeah. still. Um, and, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to say to them, Logan? Yeah, listen to this episode on 1.5 or 2 times speed. Yep, definitely. Obviously, I'm saying this <laughs> at the end that. of the episode. I'm saying this at the end of the episode, so it's a little late now. But um, no, <laughs> that's that. That's also the speed I listen to all podcasts and audiobooks. So just future reference. But no, um, it's been great getting started with y'all. Um, viewership numbers haven't been anything crazy, but I remember um, I heard this quote from um, God. What's his name? What is his name? The hip hop interviewer, or he doesn't just do hip hop, he does music, who knows everybody, like everyone thinks he's with the feds. What's his name, Elijah? Um, uh, Nard- Nard- God. Nardwar. Nardwar. Yeah, Nardwar. Yeah, um, yeah. He gave some advice to aspiring interviewers, podcasters, stuff like that. Um, they would come to him and say, Nardwar, how do you get to the point you're at? You know, I only got four listeners on my first episode. He says, well, that's four more listeners than I had on my first interview. So everyone starts somewhere. Our goal is to just continue growing. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't pay too much attention to the numbers we get. I just enjoy doing this. Um, but if you will, please Same. share it so that we can continue growing so that eventually maybe this becomes something that we can expand a little bit where um, all of a sudden we can start going to concerts and giving live content there and um, writing that off on our taxes. But regardless of that, just have fun. Um and talking about more stuff other than just the music we're listening to, but the experiences that we're having, traveling, you know, doing stuff like that, that would be super cool. As much as I hate flying, I would be willing to do it if I got to go to freaking um, <laughs> Coachella or something like that, you know? Right, um, that would be crazy. But Yeah, so, yeah, that being said, we appreciate y'all rocking with us um, the past, what, five, four or five months mm-hmm. um, since August. Keep rocking with us. We're just going to continue to put out more and better content. Um Again, this episode's bordering on three hours now. It's not usually going to be like that. That's just an end of the year list thing. Um, but really, looking for, look forward to getting into next year and kind of now that we found a format that's working for us, kind of getting more into topics that we've wanted to talk about for a while. So. Well, guys, um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Um, you know, if you yep. if you don't celebrate Christmas, Happy Holidays, of course. But um, and we hope to see you guys next year. Um, and hopefully, we'll have some more stuff for you that you guys will love, and we'll be able to grow even more next year. So, like Logan said, we can do even more stuff, even more cool stuff for you guys. Um, but on that note, my name is Elijah, um, Blue Parent Podcast. I'm signing out. Peace. <laughs>